0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live on another episode of the beer phase. It's time to roll some beer and drink some dice! I'm so and in the She kissed It's time for another beer phase
1: with your wannabe hosts Mark Cox Dice fucking cancer
0: Ryan Smith if paint were battle points I'd be best general every time
1: and Jeff Swan
0: softest lists and everything else in the south
1: Alright, welcome back to another beer phase. We've got something pretty cool for everybody. Uh, We've been getting a lot of requests for uh, Trident Realms Army reviews, and the fans get what the fans want. So, tonight I am not joined by Mark or Ryan because they have better things to do this evening. Instead, I am joined by two guests. Brian, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
2: Uh, Hi there, I'm Brian Toclitz I'm from Houston, Texas And I love me some Trident
1: Realms Alright, and who else we got? We got Mark Taylor I'm out of
3: San Antonio now I was playing out of Houston for a long while there But I also love Trident Realms
1: Alright guys, well Welcome to the beer phase You know how this goes And if you don't, it goes a little something like this Brian, what are you drinking? And what are you drinking out of? My wife bought me
2: some Lone Star, because I have been at a buddy's house uh, mucking out some of the flood issue. Uh, she bought me the National Beer of Texas, some Lone Star, and I'm drinking it directly out of the camo-colored can that it's Booyah.
1: in. <laughs> nice. They are going get a commemorative can. Nice. Uh, very, yep. very proud right now. It's, it's worth noting that we were going to record this last week, <laughs> but... Uh, We had some small weather issues. I don't know. You might have seen them on literally every (laughs) every media platform (laughs) in the country. Um, So, yeah. And uh, Mark and Brian were both um, in towns directly affected by that. So we were like, yeah, probably a good idea to let us go ahead and push that back a week. So we're here. Mark, what are you drinking and what are you drinking out of?
3: Well unfortunately for the uh the group name i'm drinking some some bourbon tonight elijah craig oh
1: nothing wrong with that dude <laughs> uh,
3: i'm drinking out of a say a tall tales brewing company it's a small brewery out of uh eastern maryland i got a little sample glass here it's a four ounce
1: nice yeah so that sounds good love me some love me some good bourbon and whiskey well guys, um before we jump on into this, um anybody been working on some hobby stuff that they wanna kinda share with people? Even if it's not Trident Realm related?
3: Sure, I got something. Okay. I'm temporarily have a bit of a foray into Empire of Dust right now. I've surge is something I've been really wanting to get oh, yeah, really yeah. good on and I figure if I'm gonna <laughs> toy with Surge I might as well go whole hog and <laughs> Empire yeah. of Dust. Uh, so I've been painting up my, my monolith recently, and I decided to do it in this kind of like turquoise marble kind of effect. And I've never painted a mar- marble before, so it's been, I think I'm on the fourth layer, <laughs> the fourth version of it, and I think I've finally got something that I'm not horrified by, so it, it's it's fun to actually get that going. It's, it's, it's an effect that I've been wanting to do for years now, so I'm glad I'm finally getting the chance to really do it.
1: And you're using that for the um, totem? Or yes, the, the, the monolith. The yeah. monolith, yeah. yeah. Sweet.
3: Let's say I've yeah, never man. spent this much effort on an 80-point model in my life, but <laughs> it's all right. Especially
1: something that automatically came pre-painted, and you're like, fuck I it, know. I'm going to repaint it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, Brian, you been working on anything?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm planning to go to Capital City. Uh, here next
1: weekend, and
2: I, I was going decide... to ask if
1: you were still making that or not. I knew you were like, eh, I I'm back and forth. So nice. Yeah,
2: no, things things have worked out. So I'll, I'm going to go ahead and uh, head out to Austin uh, next weekend. I've decided to not take my Trident Realms. Uh, Ooh. And I, you know, I'm bringing some Varngar. I just want to have some fun that weekend. Like, I've already brought my Trident Realms for like every GT here recently. I'm ready to just maybe drink too much and then push the models around. As opposed to having to think too much with Trident Realm. <laughs>
3: he Sweet. Had to have some funs. He decided to take De- Triple Fallen and some tortured yeah. souls. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whoa,
2: whoa, just push it forward. Forward. Well, I have allies, but they're not tortured souls. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. He has a, he has a soul. Well, I have been working on my Trident Realms because I'm the opposite. I have just been trying so hard to get this done because I won't put anything that's not fully painted on a GT table. So. I have been busting my ass to finish this full uh, Trident Realm list that I've been doing. And I just finished up uh, some water elementals uh, this last week. And then I finished up my Siren to use. uh little mermaid model. So I'm going with a, a very thematic uh, Trident Realms list for Capital City. And it, I'm calling it Shark Week. And it's just all sharks and water elementals. <laughs> so it's Depth Wars and water elementals. That's the whole... <laughs> Yeah, I've been
2: I've been following that uh, on Facebook. All that stuff looks amazing. You've done uh, like the breaking up the boat in three parts.
4: Yeah,
1: and,
2: and I don't know what or you found that the, the model for the Centurion.
1: But oh yeah, that's that. Um, so that's a Bloodrak Medusa from oh. the Dark Elf um, uh, shrine that they had. Uh, the newer the newer kit they did, which has already for some reason not in production anymore, and it's only like two years old. <laughs> so the shit of that is by the way finding that model is ridiculous so that that like whole chariot like blood whatever whatever the dark elf piece was for it the whole shrine originally was like 57 dollars from gw and it came with that that medusa all the witch elves and the shrine all that crap like Mm. that and now that it's out of production and everybody wants to get some of the medusa models for doing other stuff you can't find them they just don't exist at all so the places you are finding them people are selling this one goddamn model just the medusa for like 60 or 80 dollars like it's just god st- it's That's just uh... <laughs> stupid and it's not a huge model like it's like it's like two it's like two inches tall three inches tall maybe um, but, uh, luckily, you know, I just kind of put it out there on, on the Facebook groups and, uh, said, Hey, if anybody has one of these, I would really, really, really like it. Like if I, I cause I kept my eyes open to try and buy one. And luckily, um, John Becker from Midwest, he stepped up and just said, give me awesome. your address. So I'll ship one out to you. And then, uh, I have a West coast buddy out there. Um, um, one of my uh, friends Fred Whitney has, uh, has a buddy he works with um, named Greg who just had two of them sitting in a box and he's just like yeah I'm not going to use them here you go dude I was like sweet <laughs> so good, I'll, good I'll have three of them at some point so I'll have three which is the maximum worm riders you can ever take anyway but the problem is like she's she looks super aquatic right like there's mm. other Medusa models yeah. but this one looks aquatic Yeah. so that was a big deal um so we're going to move into this um to this army review and we we're doing this for a reason. I've gotten a lot of I've gotten a lot of questions lately. Um I have taken Trident Realms to 2GTs um and I've won both of them. And so people are just randomly hitting me up um all the time. Hey, you should do a review on this. You should do a review on that or blah blah blah. And so one of them was West Coast, where I didn't even write the fucking list. I just said, <laughs> I'm coming out, and I don't want to bring an army. Just write a list for me, and I'll play it. I've never even played Trident Realms. And ended up winning that one somehow. And then uh, we went, me and Mark Cox just went to Blue City, and we did the Teams tournament. And we ended up winning that one undefeated. Um, the other reason um, we have the other guys on here tonight is Brian has done extremely well and won some GTs. Um, with Trident Realms, and Mark has won a Best General, I believe, with Trident Realms. Is yes. that correct? Yeah. And um, just because his stuff wasn't painted, I mean, if it was painted, it would have <laughs> been. It could have been a different story. Okay. But...
3: Look, I'm just gonna say right now, guys. I come from War Machine and Hordes, and in that li- and in that system, painting doesn't matter at all. Literally, mm-hmm. as long as you have an assembled model on the table, you're good. So for about seven years, that was the competitive environment that i played in so i'm getting used to the fact that i need to actually have my shit painted <laughs> i'm working
1: on it <laughs> sure it's just
3: a bit of a process
1: it's coming along man i'm I, you know the uh, tomb kings are the empire Vest yeah. is looking good so i uh, never know it's not because i hate yeah.
3: painting or because i don't view it as being valuable it's just <laughs> <laughs> got to get myself back into it is all
1: yeah um so the reason why we've got these these guys on is because if you're going to get advice on how to play this army these are the people you want to listen to because they've tried everything they played everything and all three of us play different forms so Mm -hmm. brian why don't you go ahead and start and tell us give us a little bit of who is brian why why should we listen to what he has to say
4: sure
2: so i mean i've been playing you know tabletop war games for about 20 years now um i started playing trident probably about two years ago uh, and I tried a few different lists and things like that. I eventually uh, came to something I liked that involved uh, some allies, which uh, I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit, but uh, uh, I've taken them to multiple GTs. I think you said I won multiple GTs, like like plural. It's only the one. So I, I Actually, I ended up winning uh, Bayou Battles. I got uh, first uh, general as well as uh, first overall, uh, and then I came in fifth at Lone Wolf uh, a little earlier this year with them, so uh, well, about, and
1: you got you got best Trident Realms at Masters. Oh, well, well oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> there was a lot
2: of competition for best there, Trident Realms at Masters. There, there was a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, I came, I came in
2: like 16th overall at Masters, which wasn't bad. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, taking number one at Masters with Trident Realms, that was probably the, the best pride and joy of my gaming experience. <laughs> I got a certificate from Rob enough. Yeah. It's still in a place of honor here at the house, so... <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I've done I've done fairly well with them. Um, and, you know, placed pretty high at GTS. Uh, finally, won one. Uh, really, you know, that's probably the you know the pinnacle of, of uh, my gaming career so far, as far as uh, Kings of War and Warhammer and that kind of stuff. So, uh, but you know, I, I really enjoyed Trident, and they play so much different than all the other lists. So it's uh, oh, it's been kind of a, a big learn. The learning curve on them is is pretty high.
1: Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, that's some good backstory. What about you, Mark?
3: Well, like I kind of said there a couple minutes ago, my my background. I did play Warhammer Fantasy kind of growing up. I got out of it early sixth edition. um Never really got back into the, the fantasy side of things after college. Moved down to Houston, went to grad school. Kind of at the end of that, I got into War Machine Hordes. Played that for about seven years. Finally got. Kind of tired of that competitive meta, which is a conversation I'd love to have with anybody in person, <laughs> but right? that's not the point of tonight. Yeah, um, Got out of that, um, missed the large-scale you 6x4 know, you know, flank and rank kind of combat system, looked into Kings of War, they were launching 2nd edition, got into it then, started off with Dwarves, played them for a little while, got Best General Lone Wolf 2016 with them, and then I saw that they had just released, at the time, the Uncharted Empires, and Trident Realms were one of them, and I loved the concept of trident realms just as an army it's something that i'd never seen done in fantasy before It had this actual aquatic theme you know with all these mer people and stuff i just i the modeling potential for trident realms i feel is greater than almost any other army like i love the idea of them mm-hmm. so at the time it was widespread knowledge that of course trident realms are terrible and of course they can't win anything but i didn't really care i loved the idea of the army so i just picked them up and started playing them and around I can't remember if it was Bayou twenty sixteen. I know for sure by Alamo twenty sixteen I was I was playing Trident Realms full time. Yeah. Um, I saw you playing them at Alamo.
1: Yeah for sure. I got
3: <laughs> Eric Nelson round one with the shooty rats and that was whew.
1: Yeah, yes. a nightmare. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's rough. Alright. Well, and most everybody on here already knows, you know, I've been playing Trident Realms for a bit now. Um I kinda like to I kind of like to take stuff that's a little bit harder to win with just not to be hipster about it, but just cause like I genuinely like the draw of playing something that's a lot more tactical to play. I don't like, I don't, traditionally played too much push it forward type of lists even if Mm -hmm. it is one of those type of armies i kind of try and say "Ooh, what's a fun unit i can play with is you know like we'll get into here because you guys are going to get to hear all kinds of fun disagreements on what units are (laughs) awesome and not because i'll tell you right now all three of us play so different within the same army the reason I wanted to get this collection of people on here is we all do well with it. So it just proves, again, the balance of this game is all in your strategy as a general. It has nothing to do with, like, there's just an amazing unit in the book. There's just this, and you have to have this to win with it. And it's just not true. I mean, you can you can build almost any list within here and totally make it work if you're a good player and you know what you're doing and you know how to use your tools. So, Absolutely agreed. So let's go ahead and hop into this. Um, we're just gonna go down bit by bit, unit by unit, and we're gonna have discussions on this. So what we'll do here is we will go through each unit and we'll give you the stats on them, and then we'll give you some. Hey, this is how. This is why I like them. This is why this or that or what they're what they're good at. Then after we get through the whole army, you guys can hear um how I build a list or what I think about when I'm doing it. Or my favorite style list. Then Mark will kind of tell you, well, with my experience, I like doing this, and this is how I've played them in the past, and this is why I like them. And then Brian as well. So you guys will kind of get how this works in in each player's mind. So with that being said. Y'all are the guests. Why don't uh, Why doesn't Brian take it off with the ensnares, and then we'll let uh, we'll we'll let Mark go to Thule because I like to hear his take on Thule.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, talking about Naiad ensnares, flitting between alluring and alluringly beautiful and terrifyingly ferocious, Naiads draw power from the water. As long as they are near to the ocean, a river, or even an underground spring, they can regenerate the most grievous of wounds. So, I, I have played Nyad and Snares for a couple of years. I love the units. Um, you know their stat line. You know they can look very fragile, and they are fragile in their own way. That defense three makes them extremely vulnerable to shooting, but that Pathfinder combined with ensnare means that you can maneuver in a pond and a forest and take pretty much any charge in the game.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, they also, you know, I, as far as looking at this unit as is, is how I would take it, uh, you know, I, I really have a hard time seeing their use outside of hordes, because with regenerate, if you are dead, you do not have the option to regenerate. You don't have, you know, that ability. So The higher nerve value you can have on a regenerating unit, the longer you're going to be around and the more likely you're going to have an effect later in the game. So I see Ensnares as best in Hordes, uh, and I've run two uh, in the past side-by-side to prevent flanking and Surge Nonsense. So uh, I I think they're great units.
1: So it should be noted, I'll get into this ahead of time, um, the army-wide special rule for Trident Realms... um, the the Trident Realms are a neutral army, so you should be able to ally them with pretty much anything in the game if you're looking for fun. Um, their special rule is called Bait and Switch, which is all units in the list have ensnare, unless otherwise specified. So, ensnarers, I know it's crazy, they have ensnare. Um... <laughs> So they have Ensnare, Pathfinder, and Regen. And like Brian was saying, they are available in a troop, a regiment, or a horde. The troop uh they all have movement five, they have melee four, defense three, the troops got ten attacks, regiment with twelve, and a horde with twenty-five. The respective nerves are nine-eleven for a troop, uh, thirteen fifteen for a regiment, and twenty-twenty-two for a horde um points are 100 140 or 230. so here's the deal though guys basically they're they're based around like a human stat line but they've got minus one defense uh, on a majority of their stuff and then pretty much everything in this army that has regen because it actually has regen on a four plus not a five plus it's a four plus regen um you'll notice all of the things in here that are nads typically have one less break point than other units in the game equivalent. Um and that's because you're getting such a crazy high regen. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's notable like Brian said, they are fragile, but um so here's the deal is they're able to hold stuff back and then as long as they don't die, they're gonna regen statistically fifty percent of their wounds. So as long as you're not getting double charged by these guys, I think the math on it is, is they can hold a single charge in the front versus any unit in the game and not die, and then regen half of their wounds. Uh, best unit in the game, what, Drakons with Pathfinder into the front of them, so 18 attacks, right? Hitting on, mm-hmm. hitting on, let's just say threes for shits and giggles with 18 attacks. That's 12 hits within, with is maybe, what, 13? Sure, we can be generous to say fourteen. Even then, yeah. If you want to be generous about it, yeah. and then you, let's just say you get uh, you should miss uh, three wounds there because you're gonna err back down on that. So mm. fourteen down to eleven wounds. Eleven wounds, twenty-two to break them. You need eleven twice. Did
2: you say uh, threes to hit.
1: Yeah. Speaking of the brew of sharpness, they're gonna well, hit on. Uh... It, you're going to have Pathfinder. Fours. You're going to have. Oh, well, well, I'm well, saying if you're going to have Pathfinder or you're going um, well, to have. I'm plus saying Ensnare. They'll hit on fours. Yeah, because you'll have in snare. So with 18 attacks, no matter what, even if you have Pathfinder, it's it's you're hitting with half of your attacks is 9, and you're going to round yeah. up to 10. Yeah. You get lucky with the Elite is 11. Uh, Then you're going to do all. All or minus one of your wounds is back down to 10. So right. at a 22 break, I mean, that's and that's that's a high average, obviously. You're going to be looking at a, a, a 10, 11, 12 to break these guys. You're going to be looking more like an 11, 12, actually. Exactly. Um, 11 or a 12 to break them. Not super likely. And then they're going to regen 50% of everything that you just did to them. So what these guys do is they just stick. They stick anything anything, cont- anything in the game, single charge in the front of them, is not going to kill these dudes.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, Ensnayers are really one of your main anvils. Um, and it's something that I'm going to get down to Placoderms as well when you get there, is that, yep. I mean, these things are hordes. They are going to form your line. Mm-hmm. Um, they are fantastic at doing that. You can kind of give them the Brewer Strength. There's access to uh, Bane chat as well, which we'll get to later. The Hammer, um, that, I think, is yes, probably the, the best well way to go also, with Trident. Yeah. I would agree. Um, but... In general, don't don't expect these. Like, I mean, they have twenty five attacks as a horde, which is really the only option I would them I recommend. If you want to do troops or regiments as chaff, there's better chaff in the list. Yeah,
1: absolutely, horde. Um, I think we're all agreed on. I mean, so, in general, when items, you can you take a horde, you should take a horde of yeah, basically oh, anything absolutely. in Trident Realms.
3: Most things, I should say. Yeah, um, but especially in snares, yeah. absolutely. Uh, for for items, I mean, the Hammer, or Measured Force, if you're assuming that you're playing with the Clash of Kings 2017 supplement... Yeah, we're just going to assume that. Great. <laughs> That's a, an excellent option, because then you're on fours and fours against everything. Yeah.
1: Um,
3: except for other things within Snare, obviously.
1: Um, yeah. Dragon charge Shield is a really fun one, too, because people are expecting these dudes to... Mm-hmm. Here, here's something fun, is you can get in, you can get charged by stuff, then regen a whole bunch not counter charge if you want to pop the shield because you want to be like you're going to take a charge. Like, let's say you're going to get charged, then not counter charge. Let them, let them go plus two defense to get him up to defense five and then receive a double charge from something the next turn. Like yeah. They can, they, I have actually had a single charge from something nasty come in and hit me, then pop my shield, sat there for a turn, got double charged, Push stuff back off of me, regen back up, and still been fine. Like, these dudes are insanely resilient.
3: Yeah, one of the things I also wanted to mention about in Snares is kind of true about you kind of treading Realms as a whole, is that in this army, there are a lot of times where you need to actually think, do I actually want to countercharge? Right, absolutely. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. as you just said, like, there are a lot of times if you're in a forest, or in uh, just behind a wall, or in, you know, a, a lake, mm-hmm. or whatever, I mean, a lot of times they're swinging at minus two. I mean... If you have these ensnares swing back in, even on fours and fours, you're going to do six more wounds, which isn't nothing, certainly. But It's not nothing, but yeah. If you want to hold a line, I mean, just don't charge, regenerate. Maybe if you have, you know, soul terrain on something, heal up a little mm-hmm. bit more there. But, like, just you just keep holding that line and keep giving that, that minus two, and you just don't give them an inch.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So would you say that ensnares are almost an auto-include for your guys' lists, at least one unit?
2: ensnares or placoderms and i know we're going to get to placoderms but yeah, I, okay. I wouldn't i wouldn't leave home without you know one of those two in one or the other combination so
3: yeah i would I, agree yeah I, I would say at least two hordes of infantry and that can either be two ensnares two placoderms
1: or one of each and i am perfectly happy with that yeah. list agree awesome yeah i think in a competitive lists and I I only ever take like one horde of ensnares but I play mm-hmm. really weird. So No, my, I my, my setup's weird, but yes, absolutely like a horde of ensnares I think as a backbone like is almost auto include in a competitive list.
3: Have, having that, that 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 Pathfinder it if you if, yep. if you play in a meta or if you are going to a tournament that you know has 12 to 14 bits of terrain there you know oh, yeah. terrain yeah. Mm-hmm. everywhere having that Pathfinder is really what puts them on a horde the, the is a big yeah. deal
1: yeah, <laughs> cause a if, big if
2: you're deal. lining up two hordes
1: yeah yeah i mean you're you're gonna run into some kind of terrain and stuff like absolutely. that that's, absolutely yeah,
2: yeah. You, your opponent is going to be savvy to that and put something that you're you know if you have placoderms versus ensnares if you didn't have that pathfinder that you know forest or that pond is gonna cause problems for your setup mm-hmm
1: and move five with pathfinder is nothing to sneeze at it is nope.
3: i mean in, if you get those guys into a flank i mean they're still 25 attacks even on fours and fours that's still 50 attacks in a flank i mean you don't want that yep. to be hindered if, right. they, if, they, if they give it to you take it
1: by all day absolutely take yeah it. <laughs> all right well let's move along to the thule mark the you want to take us through that stat line and what sure. they're all about
3: so Thule are another infantry option under Trident Realms. These ferocious creatures are a bizarre blend of halfling and octopus. Only a fool would, uh, would underestimate their, them, however, and they—and there are the bodies of many fools now feeding the things that lurk in the depths. So Thule are um, kind of unique to Trident Realms in that they are only op- available in troops and regiments. Um, speed 5, both times. Melee 3, both times. No range attack. Defense 3, both times. Uh, the... Ner- the Troop has 15 attacks, the regiment has 20, the nerve on each is 10-12 on the troop and 14-16 on the regiment, and they are up 105 points for the troop and 140 for the regiment. So Thule are one of these units that um, kind of kick off the trend in Treader Realms for me, of something that is an amazing unit, but only if you consider it as a troop. If you look at it as a regiment to me, you really are doing yourself a disservice not just paying the additional points to bump it up to a horde of depth horrors. But as troops, 15 attacks, threes for 105 points is one of the best deals in the game, in my mind. Um, yeah, still 15 attacks. Yeah. I mean, like, if you're facing against, you know, rats with Lightning Bolt and jazail teams, or, sorry, the... Claw shots, whatever they are. Sure, yeah. Then, I mean, you know, you've got problems. But against, you know, a normal list that'll, that'll have, you know, two mortars, maybe a breath team, you know, a, light, a wizard or two, I mean, something where they can't really dedicate those ranged attacks to your Thule, or if they do, then you're leaving your real value targets alone. I really don't hate any list that has two or three troops of these, because it, one of the things that I constantly come into is that you can build some very great elite builds in Dragon Realms. So you can have, you know, worm Riders and Three or four monsters and all the stuff that everything every attack is a great value attack but sometimes you just if you're facing against five hordes of goblins or rats you just need more attacks you don't need to have you know crushing two thunderous one with elite and all this like you just need to have more sometimes you just need volume and thule do that fantastically um they've gotten (laughs) snare as well obviously um and that's yeah so really like i said as troops a+. Plus. Um, I wouldn't build a list around them, necessarily. I feel like you can. I don't think it would be that unsuccessful, but you, lack of crushing kind of hurts eventually. But as kind of a flanking supplemental force to kind of swoop on the wings after something crashes against your ensnarers or placoderms, I love them.
1: Yeah, I think if you can hide them... Yes.
3: Speed 5 okay. is their biggest hit to me. Like If, yeah. like, if they were if they were 120 and were Speed 6 or Speed 7, to compare them to like Succubire or Blade Dancers, mm-hmm. then auto-include every day speed five means that they're much more of a nuanced
1: you need to really be mindful of them as you're building and playing your list yeah it's not something you're going to see in every Trident list absolutely at all you know yeah i
2: think if you're you're going to use dual like you really do have to dedicate some of your points to using them correctly like have some kind of screen for them like title swarm something yep. to kind of get in front of them uh, make sure they're not taking charges directly or getting shot up directly. At least they're having, you know, being shot through cover. Um, make sure you have bench chant casters around. Cause mm-hmm. you know, you know, you got 15 attacks and now it's crash one. Now, now we're talking. So, you know, I think you're going to have to dedicate some points to making sure those 15 attacks do the most that they can. Agreed. Um, so it's not just something you're going to take as like, Oh, whatever. I'm throwing some full on the side. Um, like you got to be mindful of like how you're going to protect them and, and how you're going to buff them. And, you know, they also could be used as a layering unit behind the line to keep them from getting hit immediately, but then looking for combo combo charges or just keeping people from you know throwing stuff behind your line, whether through flyers or whatever.
3: Yeah, one thing I didn't hate about them as well, kind of the before I jumped over to Empire Dust for a second. Um, when I was still using Leviathan's Banes, which is a conversation we'll have in another, another little bit. Right. Here, yep. But when I still had two of those on my list. I mean, I just put a troop of Thule back there hanging out with them because those war engines are going to be targeted. They're going to have that token flying hero come into them, and their option is either fly in, disorder, or break one of your Banes, and then eat Thule in the face for the rest of the game, or they leave your Banes alone. And either way, to me, is a win win. Because 105 points is cheap enough to me that I don't mind having that troop just
1: sit back there and babysit. Well, now it's scoring, too, you know? Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I haven't run a lot of Thule yet, but I actually have um, been theorizing a couple ideas with them. Um, I, think, I think if you have some kind of Chan available to you in the, in the off chance that you're going to need it or something like that, I think that they still have a place. I just don't really think you're going to see more than one to two drops of them pretty much ever in someone's list. I just don't think points really allow for it. And I, and I agree. think that they have to be a yeah. combo. It's more of like a combo. So
2: they're, they're too expensive just to be straight chaff. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they, they have to have a purpose beyond just sitting there and taking a punch in the face.
3: Yeah, Assuming a 2,000 point list, once you get to three troops of them, I kind of... Uh, okay, you probably have a plan for them. Four is too much. Stop at three at the absolute most. Two is probably totally fine.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah and, you know, as we look at all these, you know, ensnare troops you know these small units you know they don't i I said you know they're not really they're too expensive to be straight chaff but if you can place those units to where your opponent's getting a hindered you know uh, going through difficult terrain yeah they can live and snare they can live and they actually can hold off a lot you know a lot of people love to use those big crush strength to you know 18 hit units that hit on fours if you're not sixes
1: Hitting on sixes, mm-hmm. trolls, trolls, dude, man, you you bump up some trolls for three turns straight, man.
2: Yep. So, ensnare with difficult terrain is no joke for any of the units that we're talking about. Even small ones are, you know, able to hold, you know, folks up for a while. Mm-hmm. So, they they, yeah. they certainly, you know, they they have a couple of different uses for their points. So,
3: and this is kind of stepping back from the Thule for a second as well. But I mean, the, one of the big things as a Trident realms player that you need to come to grips with is that your defense stat is not your defense. No. <laughs> that is a set that, that they roll to wound you, yep. but that is not yep. your defense. No. And Snare is totally your defense. Totally correct.
1: Absolutely, which we will get into. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. All right, well, let's go to the next one here. We got Placoderms. Um, let's go into them. So Placoderms, they come in a uh, regiment and a horde. So Placoderms are heavily armored fishmen warriors arms with tridents arm of tridents pikes and tough natural scale mail. these warriors often form the hardcore of the Neridican battle line um so one of the problems with these guys for me is that they don't have models yet and i really wish that mantic would get on top of that because the availability of great models for this, it, like, yeah. it's super expensive to do. <laughs> or, yeah. the, um, the
2: character they came out with looks good, too. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, it looks that amazing.
1: Looks great. Yeah. It looks great. So, Placoderms, uh, they come in a regiment and a horde. They are infantry, they are only speed 4, they melee 4, no range, but defense 6. Uh, they have 15 attacks as a regiment, double it up for a horde for 30. Nerve is 1315 for a regiment and a horde is 2022. 20, Same thing um, across the board as the ensnarers. Uh, they are 175 points for a regiment and 290 for a horde. They do have the Phalanx special rule, and in your army book, you'll see that it does not have ensnare, but they have been added ensnare with the new cock pack. So if you are playing with that, they have ensnare. So and snare and defense six <laughs> it's uh yeah pretty good and if you want to you can drop them down to defense all the way down to defense five to give them crushing one so pretty damn amazing uh, these and guys Felix, for sure. yep. yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah they're great so yeah, yeah I, think... I mean yeah uh, awesome
3: I think giving them ensnare is a mistake. Honestly, I um, voted against it. Yeah, I.
1: I, I, I when mean, we, when we did, when we were in the voting and stuff like that, I was like, look, I really would not give these guys ensnare.
3: But two hundred and ninety points for a horde is expensive. I agree. Um, yeah. Defense six with phalanx is already pretty good, but two hundred and ninety points is high. Ensnare—that's still a bargain
1: to me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So here's the thing with them, though. So the argument for letting him have the ensnare was just. That's fine. If they're at speed forward, they'll just get avoided the entire game. Which I could see. You know, you can avoid them. But yeah. when you get to scenarios, which mm-hmm. were in the same pack, was, hey, these are. Now it's going to be all about, you know, unit strength is going to be locking down these objectives and this and that. It instantaneously made. Le- it instantaneously didn't bump them one point. It bumped them like infinite. Like it did oh, yeah. them from like a mediocre unit in the book. Uh, in in the a mediocre unit in the entire Uncharted Empires book to probably a top three unit in the entire Uncharted Empires book. So, absolutely agreed. Um, yeah, absolutely. It like, was it, it was massive. It's not just giving them the snare. It's also saying now we're also going to score this way, and it was a big being deal. Three u- unit strength as well helps considerably. Exactly. Your, yes. yes.
3: I mean, even in a in a points based game, I mean, two hundred ninety points. I mean, they're already really expensive. If you're playing on a mm-hmm. points basis, I mean, they already have a leg up against almost every other horde. Yeah. It. Uh, I mean, like I was still playing a, a horde of them as allies in my Empire Dust for. I went up to Slobberknocker in Oklahoma City. <laughs> um, end of uh, July was it? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, every that was a six-round event, and every time, every single game, they would run first turn, they would walk up and pivot to get on top of, a, of an objective on second turn, and then they were ignored the rest of the game, and yep. they were like, you're wasting points on those. I'm like, how? They are 290 points that are guaranteeing me that point. Every yep. game.
2: Yeah, they're they're the middle of my battle line. The army list I've been running recently at Lone Wolf and then at Bayou, I've had two hordes of these guys. One horde with Brewer Strength, one horde with Banner of the Griffin. And they are just as solid a middle of the line as you can get.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you can push them up the middle and then turn whatever direction you think they're needed, but they can take basically anything in the front. They're still vulnerable in the flanks. It's not like they're just totally invincible. But as far as front charges go, I've had, you know, multiple combo charges of nasty units just bounce and then oh, yeah. flanks.
3: And yes. there,
2: yeah no I'm, I've been taking two hordes and it's been working
3: pretty well absolutely I mean I I think my arms have only ever died in melee twice once was against Verenger where they were triple charged by fallen mounted sons and the direfangs
4: mm-hmm. and uh, then yeah. they were on a
3: rerolled six to break and he got it and the other time was I had it was they were one of two units left in my army. I got just wrecked in a game. <laughs> it was Dan King actually. He got a King oh. of Chimera in, in, in the rear yep. of that, and thirty attacks yeah. in, in the rear with yeah. you know, Crush You Thunderous Two, whatever that thing is, was pretty bad. A Chimera, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's
1: crushing three, dude. I think like yeah,
2: yeah, that that would be my thought on those guys. Is you just you, you know, despite the fact they are defense six, you know, within snare, phalanx. If you aren't watching your flanks, a big flyer, their defense is still not great. 2022 is not, you know, anything to write home about. So if you're taking, you know, 20 hits, hitting on threes, wounding on threes in the flank, I mean, with some elite or some vicious somewhere in there, you know, you're in for a bad time. Those guys are, are, like I said, you you can't get too cocky with them. Like, well, they can't die, so I'll move them up. Like, right. you still have to be very yeah. mindful of, of where you're placing them. and Never make get sure flamed,
1: essentially, yeah. yeah. So yeah. as long as you can keep stuff from the front, they're fine. I think you, pe- you play them a little hesitant towards you. You, you. you do a You move forward on turn one, maybe turn two, but then you just kind of, like, you kind of play it as, like, a no-fly zone. You kind of say, you're not going to get to play in this part of the field, and if you play in that part of the field, you're going to be punished for doing it, you know? Sure, I mean they still yeah. have
2: thirty attacks hitting on fours. I mean, if you bank exactly. in where they got brewer's strength, or, you know they're still going to do damage. So
4: hammer like, again, hammer or hammer you know, if you or wanted hammer. To, yeah,
2: yeah. So they, you know, they 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 have combat ability on top of the fact that they can, you know, withstand virtually anything in the front.
1: So the only thing even comparable to them in existence um, is the actual League of Roydia Dogs of War. So those are the exact same stat line, same breakpoint, same everything, except for their only defense 5, not defense 6. Their their Dogs of War are 20 points cheaper, but they also do not unlock a slot. They're, yeah, um, they're, irregular. Irregular. Uh, they're irregular. Never noticed so, that before.
2: Yeah, question so, for you guys. W- yeah. Would you ever choose to go defense 5 with these guys? Nope.
1: Um... I don't think so with the existence of the hammer. I think if the hammer wasn't an option in the game, then I would maybe consider one of the hordes going down to defense five if I took a Thule Mythicin with um, uh, Banechant. Banechant and, well, I guess um, with and hammer, Soul Drain but... both, you know, because then I could choose if I wanted to give them a, make them crushing two or if I wanted to cast into combat and heal them. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. Um, I think he... Versatility-wise, maybe, but...
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm with Mark. D- defense stance. Yeah. You know, I think you just leave that be because, you know, them being defense six means they can take a better hit and then you have more time to set up anything nasty you want in the flank.
1: Yeah. So, they, the they don't is... have to be... Yeah, they don't have to be offensive. I think that's the thing. is You have right. other offensive things in the Army. I don't think they have to be. I could see somebody doing it. I just don't think that it, you're going to see it very often. Um, uh, no, not hitting on fours. So if they hit on threes, then it might be a different story. Sure, you that know, would be a nightmare yeah don't don't.
2: Um, as a member of the rules committee do not allow them to go to uh,
1: oh i'm not rc i just get my i get my i get my input for the play group so well
2: then do what you can to keep them (laughs)
1: they did they did take a lot of i mean they pretty much just hit me up and like hey what are your thoughts on these things like me specifically and i was like well if you have if you had, if you were asking just me, I really, I'm actually one of the reasons why um the next unit, the Nokin, um I'm actually one of the reasons why they got ensnare because with the with everything that's going on with them, um with all the changes that they made, it actually made them completely pointless at that point without having ensnare because why would you, why would you ever take them over River Guard at that point when the River Guard got ensnare and stuff so. The next entry we're going into, like they didn't have a point, like Noken or um, Heart Piercers, right? Like, look, yep. I mean, none of them are great, but Heart Piercers are way better. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah. um, so moving along, we're gonna go into Noken, uh, which I believe will go back to Brian.
2: All right, Noken. This is another infantry option: small, sly, and elusive surf demons that lie in wait. As innocent pools, of in, in, in innocent pools of standing water, they swarm around and pour themselves into their hapless victims, who die a horrible watery death. So, Noken can be taken as troops or regiments. Uh, speed five, melee six. Uh, no, no regular ranged attack. Uh, defense three plus. Troop comes in with ten attacks. Regiment with twelve. Troop nine, eleven nerve. Regiment thirteen, fifteen. 105 for the troop, 140 for the regiment. They do have a breath attack, uh, so 10 breath for the troop and 12 breath for the regiment. They vanguard, and they have region 5. Uh, the book says they don't have an ensnare, but like Jeff was saying, they do.
1: Yeah, so that so, was one of the changes that happened because I was just like, look, if we're going to be adding an ensnare to stuff, having these motherfuckers hitting on <laughs> sixes in melee mm-hmm. and having vanguard why the hell do why the hell don't they like like the whole yeah. point would be to vanguard up and shoot stuff and then absorb a charge right like that's the right. whole point <laughs> like so yeah, then not I, having it i was like that just doesn't storyline it just doesn't make sense
2: yeah I, I gotta say you know even with the the change i i'm not in love with the Noken. um they vanguard which is a cool ability um you know if you can get up into some train and just be annoying to where like Chaff couldn't come and kill you because they're minus two to hit. And you can use your breath weapon a little bit on things that try to, you know, come around the flank or, get, you know, want to play the, the distance game with you a little bit. Um, you know, they have their uses, but I just think for their point cost, you know, that level of breath and that nerve just doesn't make sense. You know, as far as a, as a option I would take in a, a competitive list.
1: Yeah, I think I think with them at least gaining the Ensnare, with with them changing the Breath Weapon and everything, like they were changing in the same cockpack. It was like, so you're going to nerf the Breath Weapon and mm-hmm. then not give them anything, and then leave. It's like, they need something, or just everybody going to laugh at them. I'm like, what's the point? But I, I think that No can actually have... like I don't use them, but I could see where you would maybe take a troop of them with Breath Weapon 10, Vanguard up, use them as cover for another unit, or just Vanguard up and be like, okay, I'm going to sit next to this piece of terrain, and if you don't charge me, then I'll just keep breath you. And if you do charge me, then you're going to take a hindered charge, you're going to be stuck on this piece of terrain, or something like that, and kind of caught out a little bit and for 105 points it's not that big of an investment i mean i've been known to use 145 point units as chaff so yeah, I didn't really- you can use <laughs> any value you know you know
2: a unit as chaff it depends right, yeah. on the situation but yeah. yeah they're they're not ideal chaff you don't want right. to use 105 point, unit just to throw it away
1: yeah they they can't they can be a threatening like my thing with chaff is like i always want my chaff to be like it's chaff that you kind of have to deal with because otherwise they just kind of like, eh, I'm not going to even worry about it. You know, like, sometimes you'll be right next to a war machine, but you're like, shit, I got better things to do. <laughs> you know what <laughs> right. I mean? Right. Like, so, uh, I don't know. Uh, I know Mark's played him. What do you think, Mark? I was? have.
3: So when I first started with them, actually, up until the release of the Clash of Kings supplement, I had two troops and a regiment in my list. Um, And honestly, what what made me take them out was gaining a snare is great, but the hit-to-breath weapons where you get cover, which I think was a necessary change. I fully support mm-hmm. that. But for Noken specifically, it hurt them a great deal. That in conjunction with the main chant requiring two successes for piercing, which also is a great change. I fully support that too. It's just that those two changes in conjunction with Noken specifically, I just don't think that they really have a place anymore. Um, what mm-hmm. I would do before is I would Vanguard them up and then I would have, you know three mythicans with bane chain and then on you know top of one i would start breathing into things with piercing one and yep it got gross it was good <laughs> but when things can be in cover and you're hitting on fives now when you can't get that piercing you see you're on fives and fours or fives and fives it it's not you need to use them in a lot more nuanced way that i just don't think
1: what uh, 105 points is a worthwhile investment so here's my question um with that i mean not that i've done this but i'm just kind of thinking about it like literally right now mm-hmm. um so what if you took a troop of Nokin, and you know they do have they do have ensnare they've got the five plus region and blah 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 you have vanguard sure now in a scoring scenario a troop means something and it can also be pretty decent counter chaff and if something weak is charging them they're gonna stay because it's minus two to hit them in, sure. any, in any situation you're gonna allow them to be charged sure and then you could pr- you're gonna regen a third of those wounds back and but here's the issue that i see with them in melee six i mean like once you disorder them yep. right like once you disorder them then what it like, was I mean, melee yeah. six
3: and no pathfinder right it
1: really hurt me because mm-hmm.
3: then if you're like oh i'm just gonna charge you in the flank now haha and you're okay great but you have ten attacks on a six and you're hindered, yes. and now you have even right. a flank, ten attacks on a six with no crushing. So yeah. go nuts. Yeah, yeah I, d- I mean the yeah, fact that know. even if he, even in a, in a chaff off, if those gargoyles charge you and do one wound, well, now you can't breathe on those gargoyles, and now you're yeah, on it, ten attacks on a six, and uh, now
1: you're literally just you either just sit there and don't right. counter or you do counter maybe do one or two, maybe do one wound. Right. Um, it you just know, seems
3: weird to me that a, yeah. a unit that's just living pools of water, basically, that they lose their their everything by taking yeah. one wound yeah if, if that could change then absolutely i would put them in there like if they could still shoot that breath weapon while being disordered i would be all i mean yeah, they like aren't cronious. an auto-clude yeah, yeah, that, yeah like, that would make but more they thing. would yeah. have a place
2: yeah yeah they're, they're almost like war machines at this point like exactly. just...
1: yeah just worse <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm just i voice voicing it because i know that some of the uh, guys listen and they want feedback on it yeah so, and you know i mean
3: they aren't a terrible unit i mean like if somebody had a regiment in their list i mean i would hum and haw about it but you know i i don't hate it by any means 140 points for 12 breath well it's I feel not like a I feel like
1: people are going to understand real quick for 15 more points what they're going to get in a couple of entries here and why why we're harping on it so hard. <laughs> so yep. yeah. So um um if you want to take us into the heart piercers, uh, Mark. <laughs> sure. Uh so
3: heart piercers one of the the second to last normal infantry unit. Um in cruel mockery of the seafarers who have long invaded their ocean realm, preying on sea creatures, Naiad heart piercers carry heavy harpoon launchers. Blessed with incredible longevity, Naiad spends several lifetimes practicing with these weapons, becoming preternaturally deadly shots. This is another unit that is only available in troop and regiment. They are speed 5, melee 5, ranged 4, defense 3, the troop has 8 attacks, the regiment has 10 attacks. The troop is nerve 911. The regiment is nerve 1315. At 120 points for the troop and 160 points for the regiment. They come equipped with a harpoon gun, which is range 18. They have piercing 1 on that gun. They have pathfinder and they have regeneration 4. Plus, and they do not have ensnare. That's correct. Heart Piercers is this unit that I really want to love. Right. <laughs> I really do. And I just can't do it. If they had nimble, if they could move and shoot... Hitting on fours base is great. Having range 18 base is terrible. And I just can't find the points for the investment for a regiment at 160 points and the Jar of 4 wins. I mean, that's that's so many points for for 10 shots. And I, I just... I want to love them. Because Trident Realms, one of their things that they're missing as an army is decent ranged attacks. Yeah, and this is it. Like this is really, I mean, and Guard, but we'll get to that <laughs> next. Right. Um. But I mean, this is really what you're looking at, and it's just, you, I mean, moving and shooting and hitting on fives is not terrible by any means, but
1: it's not great. Well, compared I mean, to range, in range, in regiment, four, range, if you're 36, moving and shooting on fives, you're going to hit with two shots. and What exactly. does that really boil down to? And so. your range, your effective range is
3: 23 inches. So right. against
1: other longbows and you know ogre shooters and stuff, you're still outranged. Right. I. Uh, I, honestly... I think this is the thing. Is like I I take the abyssal version of this right the um flame bears mm-hmm. um I I have taken them uh a few times. I took them to masters. I took a regiment of them to masters. Just knowing what meta I'm gonna be in, and I think that it really comes down to your meta. I think that they can be good if you know that people are gonna be advancing on you and that you can move up and then kind of set up stuff and then know that you're just gonna sit there all the game and then like claim stuff for scoring sure. but that's about it and I think that the difference between the NAD heart piercers and the flame bearers is the flame bears are 20 points cheaper I don't really give a shit if it's plus one to uh, they're, the flame bears are 20 points cheaper they have one worse regen but they have a higher breakpoint by one and when mm. you're talking about a 15 breakpoint on defense three unit if somebody pours a decent amount of shots at them, there's a good likelihood they're gonna a waver mm-hmm. and be pointless for a turn, or B, just straight up die. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. And for 160 points, it's worth worthwhile to shoot at them at that point. You know? Right. Like, yeah. It's not like it's almost throwaway. 200
1: points. Yeah. Right. Like it's like mean, there's combat units that are cheaper than that that are substantially more effective. Absolutely. So. I, uh...
3: Yeah, I mean, like in a Trent Realms list that does not have River Guard, which again, we'll get to in a second. Right. Yeah. Um, if River Guard aren't an option in this list, I would probably take troops of Heart
1: Piercers. But yeah. with River Guard, I feel like that isn't just a completely invalidated choice. So I think I, think I have uh, two lists or something like that I've been messing with that run a unit or maybe two units of NAD Heart Piercers for regiments. But they, again, it's it's a completely built around a idea that works synergize like it has synergy to make it work you can't just put these guys in a in an army and be like yeah they're gonna do great like because they're just not you know you have to you have to have firing lanes you have to have a theme of how your army works if you're playing like a mexican standoff where it's just like okay cool i can move these guys up and then i can play my game and fight on my terms that's where something like this comes in if you're if you're wanting to move up and then just stand there for a while until stuff plays on your terms great unit still a pretty big investment to do it and we'll get into the next unit as to why so i think we're pretty much covered up on heart piercers um we'll go ahead and move forward to river guard um probably everybody's (laughs) favorite unit in this game probably or in this list um yeah yeah so we have river guard here the river guard are where are we at here? The river guard are the ever watchful amphibian sennial sennials centennials <laughs> <laughs> sentinels uh for the for the trident realm. Their ability to leap beyond enemy lines and cause panic within their po- with their poisonous attacks is much prized by the Neretican Commanders. So these dudes, I love them because they're fucking frogs, man. Like, <laughs> that's bad. I mean, that's badass. I just love them. I mean, like, I did mine up like poison tree frogs just because, like, you have to have that look. It's just, I love frogs, so it's, it's super cool. So these guys are very kind of unique in the game. They have fly, but they're only fly speed six, so it's to it's to be as though they're hopping like frogs. So I think that that's kind of fun. Yeah, um, it's
4: very thematic, very
1: cool. Yeah, very thematic. No matter how you want to boil it down. Um, and with fly, of course, you're gonna gain the nimble and all other stuff like that, which is w- what's really makes them good. Um, they also have pathfinder. They come with throwing weapons, and they are vicious. This says they don't have ensnare, but as you know by now, they have uh, gotten ensnare because um, with the changes to fly, uh, they became um, slightly overcosted. So it became relevant to obviously add something back in to balance them back out. And when half the army doesn't have the army wide special rule, you kind of look for <laughs> something. So, um, River Guard, they come in troops and they come in regiments. They're all speed six with fly. They do have a melee of 4, a range of 5, a defense of 4, 10 attacks for the troop, and 12 for the regiment. They are 10-12 for the troop and 14-16 for the regiment, 120 for the troop, and 164 points. Uh, You can, for free, drop them down to defense 3 and give them crushing 1, which combos up with that vicious pretty well. I Uh feel like we all do that, right? I honestly would never not do that.
2: Yeah, there, there is not a reason. It shouldn't even be an option. They should just yeah. be defense 3, crush 1, and just yep. call it a day. Yeah,
1: because yep. I think, like we've said in the past, you've heard us say your defense is not your defense. So, <laughs> you know, with having with having ensnare, it actually makes it a no-brainer. So, crushing 1 with, uh, with Vicious, I mean, why would you not, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, I think the bonus here, I mean, the fly is nice, but, you know, their their shooting is already um, throwing weapons, so they're not ever going to take that penalty. I think what the fly comes into is being good enough to get your positioning better. That Being able to march um, 12 inches and do a pivot to get set up for following turns, or being able to pivot, go 6 inches, pivot again, and then use your throwing weapons, like, it's a big deal. It really is with these guys. Yeah, you
4: can
2: definitely get out of some charge arcs. Uh, they are surprisingly slippery with that nimble. Go ahead,
3: Ryan, sorry.
2: I was going to say the, the, the fly piece, You know, I know fly six isn't going to get you too far, but you know, one of the things I like to do with these guys is put them behind the hordes. You pick it in snares or placoderms. Mm-hmm. You know, it keeps them from getting shot up so badly because um, they're out of sight. But yep. then you, you can kind of do a crisscross charge a little bit. They fly, so if somebody has anything that's height two plus coming in your front, you can look at the opposite side. Like, so if I'm behind the left unit of ensnares, yep. I can look to charge the flank. on my right and hit a flank as long as it's not like just a line of enemies. It it opens up a, a charge lane that wouldn't be there without fly. So even though it's not very far, it's another little like thing people don't look at yep. when. They get stuck in on the ensnares of the placoderms.
1: Yeah, and 20 attacks in the flank, hitting on fours or crushing one in vicious, it'll, oh, yeah. it'll hurt. It'll
2: with, hurt. With, yeah. with the counter charge of the placoderms and the ensnares, it will definitely do some damage.
1: Yeah. So, me personally, I just, I only like them in troops. I could see taking them in a regiment in order to unlock something as far as choice wise in a pinch. Um, personally, I, I just, I think one or two troops is pretty much auto-include for most people's armies. How do oh, you yeah. guys use them? I mean,
3: I, I've tried a regiment of them. One thing that you really miss out on in the regiment is just the... is the This is about the only unit I'll ever say this in in Kings of War is the narrower footprint, having the smaller footprint here. With, the, yep. with that flying unit that is intended to be a harassing, throwing weapon, range attack kind of troop, and then get Slippery. into a flank somewhere... Yeah. You want as small of a footprint as possible. Um, yep. the regiment, I loved the greater nerve, but it it was very noticeable to me having that double depth footprint. Mm-hmm. Um troops I would definitely have like it's it's I need to talk myself out of taking at least two troops in every list. Um I can go I know that Um Who is it that takes six troops of them s- Oh yeah. Two, two, yeah, two, two. Yeah, yeah, six or eight. Yep. <laughs> and that honestly I mean I I, don't, I know that cube gets results but that to me is a bit too much <laughs> yeah
2: that's a big investment in river guard I mean they they yeah. complement they don't they don't serve as your main force they right. are obviously you know and yeah. they're, they're great Swiss Army knives. you pay for it for their oh, points yeah. right but they complement you know so many of the units you know in an army that doesn't always synergize perfectly
3: yeah I mean what what I use these guys for personally, like I said, is you harass them with their range attacks, with their troops, um, you know, the, the 10 attacks throwing weapon with Vicious, you do more wounds than you probably should, um, then you find whatever flank you can possibly get them into. Um, flying with Pathfinder is ridiculously great, you yep, get anywhere you sure. need to be, um, the lack of regen is felt. But not enough that invalidates them by any sense. Um, I, I wouldn't hate there being some soul draining in around there. I don't think it's, it's necessary by any means. Um, but the idea with, with me is that you have your whatever, you know, anvil unit you've got. Those two ensnarers, those two placoderms, whatever. Those guys take the charge, and those ensnar- and then the river guard will kind of fly around for a turn, harass with their throwing weapons, and then will charge whatever flank has been crashing against your anvil.
2: Yeah and and having one of those anvils have that banner of the griffin if you can keep those river guards oh, yeah. within those 6 and with the, a horde, that the the range for banner of the griffin becomes very large
4: Massive, Yeah, yeah. huge know, footprint.
2: Yeah, so you, you as long as you can keep them at that 11 13 range it really gives them more survivability. So uh, I try to do that as much as possible kind of have them satellite around that unit.
4: Mhm.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so. For 120 point investment, I think that they're absolutely amazing. What I love about Riverguard, honestly, um, just kind of looking at Kings
3: of War as a whole game, is I love that speed six with fly just as a conceptual like game design area that you can build into. I mean, so many things. Everything else in the game is if it if it's fly, it's speed ten. Yeah. And so many things could be Speed 8, could be Speed 7, could be Speed 9, but since it's Fly, it's 10. I, it took me a while to get used to the fact that you're Speed 6 with Fly, but as a, just a game
1: design, just a, a an area to grow into, I love that design space. Yeah, that's why I thought it was weird with the Nimble, or for the um, uh, Fallen to have Nimble, and then it'd just be like, oh, well, they can't be Speed 10. Let's, like, let's, instead of getting <laughs> them Fly, let's just make them Nimble at Speed 7, or, or be nine, right? Yeah, it is. nine. Yeah, it was like, yeah, or eight, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, too too high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Um. So anyway, moving along because we gotta get through this. Is uh, oh, yep. We've got water elementals. Uh, and Brian, I think you're on water elementals.
2: Yeah, you, you should probably be introducing these guys. I know they use okay, yeah. bread and butter. Okay, I, well, I, I,
1: I use I use them, so I'll, I guess no. I'll go with these bros. Um. So water elementals are just they're water elementals from everybody else's book it's just we get we get access to them because we are water so water elementals um unbridled spirits water elementals are entities of raw energy bound together by magic of the nereticans uh and at the will of the trident kings taking the form of of sentient tidal waves Their fury is unmatched on the battlefield um so water elementals are large infantry uh they come in a regiment and a horde as you would expect uh water elementals have speed seven unlike other elementals which are all speed six unless they're earth Uh, we've got melee four on those guys no range with a defense five nine attacks and 18 attacks nerve is fearless 14 fearless 17 you get 145 uh, for the regiment, which is a misprint, and, <laughs> and they 150. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're 150, so that's five points off because uh, they screwed up. Um, so they have crushing strength, one pathfinder, and regen five plus and shamble. Okay, so water elementals, I think, are an option for alternate battle line anvils um so if you're going i feel like if you're doing water elementals you're either doing water elementals placoderms or gigas which we'll obviously get into gigas they all kind of have sort of the same roles, um, but they all play to different play styles personally out of the options I use the Water Elementals. I really enjoy them. I think that they add a little bit more craftiness to it, as long as you have Surge available to you. Um, The Defense 5 and um, Regen Five plus is nothing really to sneeze at. That's kind of brings something to the table the other two options don't have is the regen. I'm not great at rolling regen. I'm actually, <laughs> I'm like notoriously <laughs> horrible at it. But I just like the water elementals anyway. Um, so for me, I personally like the water elementals because um, they add some flyer defense, which you kind of need to build into Trident Realms. Since I know, since we don't have flyers, I say that because we don't have flyers. <laughs> we have jumpers. Like, river Guard do <laughs> yeah. fly. No,
2: but, I, I, um... I absolutely want to get into a discussion about flyer defense, because this is one of the armies that you yes. have to get creative.
1: Yes. So water elementals are one way that you can grab some of that. I feel like if you play them in the middle or slight flank uh, left, right, one of the two, it it opens you up to a whole lot of options for mid and late game. Um, And if you're a great player, these are these are almost auto include as long as you can afford to take surge, which is kind of expensive tax wise within this army. If you can get around that and and just know that that's going to happen. I mean, even straight up. Even just taking these guys without Surge and just playing them as a straight up unit, you're going to lose some of the effectiveness of them, but they're still a really great unit, um, even just to take some hits. Um, But that ability to just turn and burn some Surge on somebody, I mean, just catching people out on it is just... Just amazing. Some of the combos, like we'll get into later, the combo capability of this setup is awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. Surge tax is is real though, because yeah, with it's surge, massive in this army. in the game, yeah. surge sur- seven, hundred and
3: fifteen points for a surge seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So I mean, unless you have like you know, if you're really going to roll with a lot of water elementals, you're going to want at least two surgers in case one goes down. I mean, you. you you're dedicating again a lot of points to it and it's going to be one of the big pieces of your army there's no getting around it so you really have to dedicate
1: yep they are definitely better in other armies but like like i said like there's some there's some there's some capability within there later on so good a a good choice i think a majority of people are leaning more towards obviously the placoderms and the gigas more more towards the placoderms i think are are the more obvious one because they actually have the ensnare, so... Yeah, yeah I, I would agree. I've seen so
2: many Gigas. I've seen Placoderms, I've seen, I've seen snares, I haven't seen Gigas being as prolific as far as people using them.
3: Oh, that's yeah. too bad. <laughs> they're good. Water yeah, ele- Elementals, yeah. I mean, first of all, I, I just want to say, they're fantastic models by, by, by Mantic. I really love those, those they're models. They're heavy as shit. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, the worm oh Riders are God. much the same. Um, But... I, I, to me, I think using water water elementals as you know a surrogate for your anvil unit is fine, but that if if that's what you need, that's not where they're gonna shine. I, I think if you yeah. get, I mean, th- this is a unit that made me pick up Empire of Dust for the last month and a half. Honestly, mm-hmm. so I've seen them, and I know that surge sh- shenanigans are a real thing. And I think that they are only as good as you are as a player with you Absolutely, Surge. Absolutely. And as much as that Surge tax is a very real thing, um, I think if you take them, you should take two, and you should take two Surgers. Otherwise, you just leave them at home.
1: hmm Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I, I don't hate them in a list alone, unsupported, by unsupported, I mean without a Surger, but I think to really maximize them, you take them as a supplement to your Anvil, not as a replacement for your Anvil
1: sure yeah it's definitely uh, it's definitely an option
2: yeah the way you were describing things jeff is is, you know slight left slight right you know i think that's probably their best place and you're looking for the you know keep the far flank from getting you know you're just looking for a
1: hole and if something comes at them while you're waiting for your hole all right yep you know cool (laughs) i mean especially if you don't really have any other option for that dragon right i mean yep
3: which we'll get to. <laughs>
1: yep, absolutely. All right. They don't take a lot of they don't take a lot of explaining. So, if we want to move yeah. over to depth horrors. horrors,
3: uh the next option of large Infantry. In the dark, cold places beneath the waves, horrifying creatures lurk in a submarine world almost devoid of light. When someone to fight for the realm these hideous creatures emerge from their caves and lurch blinking and uh, and hungry towards their next unfortunate meal uh, death horrors come in regiments and hordes as all large infantry do they are speed six melee three no range attack defense three nine attacks for the regiment 18 for the horde they are 13 15 in the regiment and 16 18 the horde uh, 120 points is the regiment and one, one and 185 points is the horde they have ensnare, and they are crushing strength one so I'm just gonna defer to you, Jeff. You've been using these things much more than I ever
1: have. Oh yeah. So for those of you who've been watching my <laughs> uh, watching my army uh, come together, Depthors are my sharks that are boarding the pirate ships, and. <laughs> Basically, I love them because this is an opportunity to put sharks in, <laughs> so um it was basically that or water elementals, and I was like, "You know, how can I theme a list? Well, I want to have sharks and water together, so it looks like a shark week so um here's here's the thing is I have gotten so many people that say that depth tours are just unplayable and that they're crap and look at their points and <laughs> da, da, da da, and they're just not um they're they're not optimal choices okay there are definitely better choices in the game there's definitely better choices in the army (laughs) um but here's here's what they do and people people kind of miss the point on these a couple times so They're basically ogres, but they're you know they're kind of based on ogres, but they're only 185 points for a horde of them. You would never ever take these dudes in a regiment. There's no fucking point. There's way better options. Way way better options. 120 points for troop of river guard all fucking day. (laughs) Um, so at speed six with melee three, that's the thing. So hitting on threes is a big deal with 18 attacks and crushing strength one. So. 185 points gets you a break point 18. A break point 18 is a big deal with monstrous infantry. Yes, you don't have a high defense, but like we said before when we started this podcast, your defense is not your defense. So why not just have defense three? Because it's not going to matter. Um, so I'm using these guys a the majority of the time to just be like, hey, what's up, dude? That has crushing strength three or two. Like it doesn't matter. I'm gonna I'm going to only allow hindered charges to come at these dudes and they've already gotten snare i have literally taken hordes of fallen to the face and every single time they bounce off these dudes as long as you're getting single charged they're it's like some of the best single units in the games is not going to kill these guys as long as you have inspire around
2: uh-huh. I think matchups, you know, for tournaments is going to be big for these guys. You know, if you're, if you're running around and people have decent shooting, Horde's Elves, oh, or something like that, absolutely. they're, they're going to get chewed up. But if you absolutely. play somebody who has very limited shooting, that 16-18 nerve with that ensnare and possibly being, you know, hindered plus ensnare with the, the difficult yep. terrain, you know, you can put people in some really difficult situations if they don't have the tools to deal with those guys. Yeah,
1: and I mean, at the point investment, if you lose 185 points, I mean, worse things have happened. You, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like it's 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 points, but it's not like, oh my god, there goes my army. You know what I mean? So like, I, I would say if I see them on the table, like I play them. Like if I roll up against a doubly free army, I am like, fuck. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's, yeah, you got I mean, no answer for that for those dude, guys. You got it. I mean, what are you gonna do about that? You know what I mean? Like it's it's a it's not. It's not cool, um, but if you're against undead, like it's a goddamn wet dream, dude. You just oh like, yeah, because they're hitting like, on fours,
2: like, in, like you know, in their best case scenario. So now they're yeah. hitting on five, sixes. They're Pack getting that tore shit up, up and taken back to the crypt, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like,
1: yeah, it's uh, it's they they are definitely situational, and I think that a good player is going to build these guys into their list, and then have all of their all of their angles covered the best they can i suppose uh for the threats so personally if i'm gonna um if i'm looking at stuff i think okay how can i cover these guys with water elementals or how can i go ahead and have um a unit of tidal swarms in front of them so they're always shielded or how can i put a unit of gigas in front of you know what i mean like i don't have been Mm -hmm. running the gigas but it's something i'm definitely considering pretty heavily with the the big shield in front of them It, it just makes them so much more survivable for that turn one turn two while you're getting in place um but they're, but they are no way, shape, or form completely unusable. Do they need a little something? Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, I'd say if they were 180 points, I know it sounds nitpicky as shit, but like 180 <laughs> points over 185 probably put them spot on, in my personal opinion defense three yeah. who cares i mean there's there's varingar units that are spending all these points on crushing strength that they are wasting wasting they're Excellent. wasting 40 absolutely points true. for nothing yeah absolutely right. true
3: i mean honestly for me death, death horrors is something i've always thought that they should have stealth um not because yeah. of the of defense three just because and, of, and I mean, the line, dude. yeah I mean, exactly like Yeah, they're lurking, they're devoid of light, you know, they're this like, to me, I would rather they would be, you know, 135 points for a regiment and 200 even for a horde and just have stealth. Oh, absolutely. Oh,
1: yeah, all all day. All day. If if they were 200 points and they had stealth, all day. I mean, I play Succubi, like, all all the time, so it pretty much puts them on the same point, it's just they have less attacks but gain crushing strength. It would be the same thing.
3: And I mean, for me, the, the, the biggest draw for them is that they are large infantry. By that, I yes. mean that they are height 2. Mm-hmm. They can sit behind your ensnares, they can sit behind your placoderms, they can sit yep. behind all of your chaff, and then mm-hmm. countercharge after whatever crashes into them. Now that's the problem with Thule. Like, that's why you don't take regiments of Thule, because they're 140 points per regiment versus for 45 points more for the Depth Horrors, sure you lose 2 attacks compared to the 20 at the regiment of the Thule, but you get crushing 1 and you get 2 points of nerve. Uh-huh. That's... Huge. Like that's it's why you massive. never take regiment of Thule. That's why you yeah. go to, to death horrors immediately. Yep. Yeah.
2: Speed. Speed six on those guys is kind of an, an awkward position though. It's like kind of a layered unit. Like they have to kind of deep layer at that point yep. to you know keep flyers from from hitting back. You know, give some space between the the, the front line and them because they're just right behind the front line. They're movement six. They're being. They're not able to move their full capability. So, what are they great flankers though? Not particularly because you know other flankers are going to outspeed you and you know, beat you to the punch. So that, that movement sticks is just kind of an awkward
1: place. So I'll, I'll tell you how I make these guys work. And this is going to blow people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cause everybody says they're so bad, but I mean, we haven't, we haven't they're gone not. over the unit. They I haven't gone over the unit that makes them work. And the units that make them work are pretty much any monster in this army. Uh-huh. So, Basically the idea here guys is you go and you pin down your intended target for those depth horrors um with a worm rider, a water elemental, a Knucker, a kraken, literally fucking anything and then you just let these guys go to town the following turn. All you have to do is pin it down. If you pin it down, these guys will deliver. Hitting on 3s with crushing strength 1 and a bane chant in that list making out to crushing strength 2. No good. Uh Dude, and then like blood of the old king or something. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, dude, go home. Is they really gonna mess <laughs> you up, bro? That's <laughs> uh, threes to hit, crushing two, reroll ones on hits and wounds. Like, get just that's it, dude. Yep, if that's it. They'll fucking wreck you. Boop it up. Yeah. So that's that's the thing is comboing these guys a lot. Like it's just like we said. You gotta be you gotta be a strategist about it. You have to have. A plan. If you go in thinking you're just going to push these dudes forward and they're going to truck stuff, you've got the wrong unit. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. These are not fallen. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I mean, the next entry could probably do that. So, somebody want to take us to Giggas?
2: Sure, I'll do Giggas. So, Giggas are another large infantry option. The deadly, pincher-like claws of these huge crustaceans can crush and slice through even the thickest plate armor, while their own natural protection makes them a fearsome foe. Gigas can be taken as Regiments or Hordes Speed 4 Melee 3 Melee 3 Yeah Uh, Defense 4 But Big Shield Um, Regiment's gonna come in With 6 attacks Horde 12 uh, Regiment 12-14 Nerve 14-16 For the Horde 125 points Regiment 190 Horde Um, Again Big Shield Special Rule Crushing 3 And Height 1 For Large Infantry So Mm -hmm. You know, these guys, you know, when I look at them, you got to protect their flanks. That defense four and that low nerf will not survive a flank charge, even from something small. Mm-hmm. So you've you got to make sure these guys are in the right position. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I've, I've toyed around with, you know, you can have two hordes of, let's say, ensnares for, to, to, you know, not, not worry about the terrain and then work in the gigas between them. They are mm-hmm. going to be an amazing flanker with those 12 attacks hitting on threes, uh, crush three. They're going to do work in the flank or the front as a combo charge, and you can protect Absolutely. that flank in between those hordes.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think, I think another good option that you can just flank those guys with, like we'll get into it later, but I mean, the Kraken is just an obvious escort unit for something like that. I mean. The, these guys, these guys just need something that can make sure that ensnare <laughs> is still going to be a possibility. And again, you can go out and dart something out, lock it down, bring these guys in. I think the thing with these guys is crushing strength three. That's a big deal. So you have oh, got, yeah. like, got like gr- greater, you got like greater or yeah, earth elementals coming into stuff. They're like, doing oh, I'm going to just lock you down. No, dude, they're going to avoid these guys like the goddamn plague, man. Because crushing strength three, hitting, hitting on, on threes. threes, hitting on threes, dude. Like, come on. That's that's yeah. a big deal. Nine nine hits on average there. When they, you They do. Eight they wounds, bring quality these guys back. deliver. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like that, Brian. They do quality. <laughs> they do quality. When they hit, that's all that matters. At, oh, yeah. yeah.
3: Like, the yeah. one thing that... I I used two hordes of these guys for a long time, and I would still advocate, you know, depending on your exact build, which way you want to go, because as we've discussed at the top of this podcast, you know, there's many directions you can take to Dragon Realms. But, um... If you're building a list for Speed 4 is not a huge problem, I would suggest at least two hordes of them. Um, and when using them kind of as that second wave behind your main line, um, yep. what's critical for me is that they don't have Pathfinder. So you need to have your main line set up such that whenever those Gigas do commit, they will not be hindered. Because going from 3s to 4s in 12 attacks, Big deal. you feel it hard.
2: Yeah, especially with each one of those attacks. Is likely going to wound, so exactly. it's not like
3: mm-hmm. you're losing. Oh, well, I'm going to anyway. Hits. No, yeah. you're, you're exactly.
2: absolutely lo- losing wounds.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that that gets back to that. You, you you need to be thinking a turn or two ahead to make sure that you absolutely. know wherever they commit where, where, where wherever they crash into your ensnares, or wherever they crash into your placoderms, that you know when the gigas recommit, they won't be in that forest, they won't be in that lake, they won't be over that wall. That you make sure that where they will be on that turn after you plant your your your, your anvil that the gigas are safe.
1: I think what you said right there was literally exactly what I was getting ready to say as like if you are not the type of person that can play three turns in advance or two turns in advance and know where your strategy is going in two turns, do not take gigas because they're yep. so slow that it you have to know what your plan is from yep. deployment with them. It can there's no audibles with these guys. There's no redeploying. <laughs> there's just I mean they're they're going to get in combat and they're going to do things twice in this mm-hmm. game. And those two yeah. times when they do stuff, that's when they have to count, and yep. then we, they have to not die. So. Do
2: we do we look at uh, you know like auto include magic items for them like uh, the brew of speed, whatever it is, they give them a plus one brew speed or a brew of sure. uh, or a brew of courage, give them the plus one nerve because their nerve yeah. is, is pretty low right or now. Just do the they, brew do they need great. something? Oh, healing brew. Yeah, do they Absolutely. need something on them to be viable?
3: I don't, I don't think, think they, they need it. But... No, they definitely benefit from it tremendously, but it's not a necessary thing by any means i mean if you have the five points which i mean come mm-hmm. on in every list you'll have 15 yeah. points or so at the end i mean i don't hate a healing being on, on one of the hordes by any means but
1: you can put that on anything else as well and i'm totally fine with it but here's something else fun for you is um so what you got to think of and uh, all the other armies have something like this and i i think the fun thing about trident realms is it's it's slightly different for them is every other army has elite has an has like a fighter unit that comes in a horde, a regiment, tree, blah, blah blah, and they have like their elite uh. fighters. Well, these gigas are the elite fighter choice um, for their breakpoint hits and stuff like that um, in this army, but they're a large infantry, um, so that's kind of unique uh, to the list. Um, what you want to look at is them having big shields at defense six and a fourteen sixteen breakpoint for under two hundred points. It's a pretty big deal if you give these guys the banner of the griffin and then you have like let's just say two hordes of ensnares on their flanks like Brian was saying <laughs> a you're never yeah. going to kill you're never going to kill those gigas with shooting if you are you are putting them in the wrong spot wrong shots um and then those ensnares going up to a 23 breakpoint that's a pretty big deal and then you can give one of them a plus one to breakpoint there can take a horde of ensnares up to 24 breakpoint which is astronomical when you're talking about the amount of regen that these mm-hmm. guys do. Yeah, like, so like, like the, I was saying
2: earlier, if if you the highest nerve you can get on those units, you want it because yep. now you're rolling fours for those twelve wounds, and now mm-hmm. it's down to six, and now we're back in the game.
4: Yep.
1: Yep. The more the more rolls you get, regen four plus is the best heal in the game. <laughs> well, three plus technically, but, <laughs> but
3: yeah. I mean, no, so Gigas, it, you know not in a nutshell for me it depends on what anvil you're using what direction you're building your list um they definitely have a place but they're by no means an auto include
1: absolutely yeah i think if you're i think if you're a pretty lacking in the crushing strength department i really think that you should probably be looking at a group of these guys if you're playing against dwarves or abyssal dwarves on the reg i think that you should if your meta has lots of abyssal dwarves or dwarves these dudes to me are probably auto include um just because you have so many stones and those lists and it's just like <laughs> you're like come at me dude go for it see what happens <clears throat> all right i'll get into title swarms uh title swarms are uh your large infantry but not really they're height zero <laughs> so uh <laughs> they are Oh, sorry. Such is the awesome mastery and will of the Trident Kings that they hold sway over even the smallest of creatures, and they can uh, can, can command them to war. So these are basically like shrimp and fish. <laughs> <laughs> shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just like little octopus and stuff like that. So uh, tidal swarms, they're just uh, coming a uh, regiment and a horde. They're irregular, speed 5, melee 5, defense 2, Two, uh, which again, like we said, doesn't really matter uh, 15 attacks and 30 attacks uh, Nerve is fearless Thir- uh, f- fearless 12 and fearless 15 and 75 points and 115 they're height 0 with Nimble so again guys, they've got Ensnare, they've got defense 2, which doesn't matter if it was defense 3, it's just really the same thing um, for 75 points, I feel like it's your auto include for chaff if you're if you're looking for chaff in here um i've never run him as a horde but i ser- I certainly think for 115 points that would be fucking hilarious to do <laughs> with ensnare <laughs> and nimble at like 115 points fearless 15 i mean 30 attacks yeah. it's not like I mean... that's still in i don't really care about you chaff range oh absolutely Absolutely. It's only 10 points more than a troop of Thule, man, and you're getting yeah. 10 more attacks. <laughs> on
3: fives, granted, but yeah. Like, right,
1: on fives, but you know.
3: <laughs> I mean, title swarms to me are some of the most undervalued chef possibly in the game. I mean, they are really, really good. It's hard yeah. for me to really justify their points at list construction, but when I put them like actually onto the table and play with them... I love them every single time i wouldn't you know go crazy and take you know six regiments of them by any oh, means no but yeah. i mean two they can go and sit on, on an objective and just be out there and if they want to and if, if if your opponent wants to dedicate shots to those title swarms and not to your it. worm riders <laughs> yep.
1: you just have a grand old day like please be my guest <laughs> yep yeah man and nimble i mean they can march 10 and still pivot yeah. man
2: yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is, is you know, speed five on chaff is usually not what I'd be looking for. I'd like faster chaff, obviously. I mean, everybody loves faster chaff, right? Um, but with Nimble, it, you know, that adds to their speed factor like exponentially. Mm-hmm. You know, their ability to move around is uh, so much affected by Nimble that you know they're worthwhile even at speed five. So oh, yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever included them in the list, but I've never totally discounted them. It's not something like I just. Like, I hate to say, like, I've never looked at Noken seriously, but, you know, like, that's... That was I have legitimately thought about including as, you know, what could I do with these guys? Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: In a competitive yeah, and... list with the Horrors, I think that you should always have, like, a regiment, or at least one regiment. I would agree. I mean, and especially in the Clash of Kings environment, where unit strength is a thing, these are some of
3: the cheapest regiments in the world. I mean, that's oh, yeah. two unit strength for 75 points... That you can just hold back in the wings and wait until turn five, turn six, mm-hmm. and then rush the the zone and just.
1: Yep. Yeah. I I would say that they're on par with gargoyles. I know not as far as chaff goes with his versatility, what everybody thinks, but it they score they yeah. they, they score two instead of one, and toe to toe these dudes would beat would beat out and hold down uh, do. gargoyles forever, dude. They do yep. it like because yep. gargoyles can't hit them worth a shit, so. Yeah, I mean, like, this is the unit that makes me not take in the tortured
3: souls and two troops of gargoyles because you already have oh, no, this chaff yeah. right here. I mm-hmm, mean. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right, well, those guys are pretty straightforward. Who wants to take us yep. into worm riders? Oh, I'll do them. I love worm riders. So, worm riders are
3: large cavalry. Riding upon supernatural sea serpents, naiads add their spite and fury to the charge of their ferocious mounts. Though their powers are limited out of water, these great sea worms are carried into battle on currents of magic for a limited time, which is usually all they need to smash asunder the enemy ranks. As I mentioned before, they're large cavalry, coming in regiments and hordes, speed 8, hitting on 3s in melee, no ranged attack. Defense 4+, 9 attacks in the regiment, 18 in the horde. 1214 in the regiment for nerve and 1517 is the horde. They are 155 points for the regiment and 240 for the horde. They have crushing one, pathfinder regeneration on four plus, and Thunder Surge one. And they do not have ensnare. I love worm riders, um, with the caveat of you need to guarantee that they get it done in one turn. If they stick around mm-hmm. for two, they have significant problems.
4: Yep. Yeah,
2: totally agree.
3: Um, blood yeah. of the old king is great here helm of the ram um, brew of strength any of those things to make sure that they can really charge in and kill whatever they target in one turn great um, I don't hate things like the the brew of courage or a griffin banner nearby just to you know bump their nerve up for that regeneration but in general you don't want them to be in an entrenched combat you want them to charge in and get it done as quick as possible
1: so I have done nimble on them in the past don't Ooh, it. And at a march of sixteen inches and a pivot with Pathfinder, they you can literally put just them out on a flank by themselves, and people have to they, you have to deal with it. Yep, you absolutely have to. So I have done that, and then just run a knucker with them, just in case I want to go. Hey, knucker, go out in there and slap these guys with dick <laughs> so that they don't get charred. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I'll tell you, man, if you have the if you have that on an entire flank, that will hold a whole flank versus three to four drops because yep. people will just be playing chicken with them. They don't know what to do, and then you'll just be like, "eh, redeploy over here where stuff's going on," and then they can't <laughs> they can't keep up with sixteen inches uh, with a a pivot in sixteen inches plus Pathfinder. You're not gonna catch those dudes. No, I mean yeah, if something I- like that. I would definitely
3: recommend dropping that. As close to last as possible, because oh, you yeah, drop that absolutely. second, then they oh, can yeah, just counter drop and yep. your toes. It but, would be your last drop if you yeah. had that in the list. You yeah.
1: put a you put a knucker out there and be like, "Oh, the knucker is just going to go over here. Don't worry about him." <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And
2: no, I, don't, don't worry about the knucker. He's he's he's, knuckle, he's always, only
3: six him. attacks on four. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the knuckers, about, but Yeah, we're, we're, all, we're all, definitely about the Ah, so good. But yeah. uh riders are definitely another unit where you definitely need support. I mean, them alone against you know aloha against you know right right something yeah. that's speed nine or speed ten. If they get out alphaed, they've got serious problems. But if they have support, if they have that setup that kind of bumps them into getting where they need to be, they will be some of the best cav in the game. Mm-hmm.
1: But they yeah. need
3: that setup. At yeah. the same
1: so, point, let's remember these guys have pathfinder built in with their Four plus region at that movement. Yep. So, that being said, you're never really gonna be receiving a charge that you don't see coming, and you can't really just go around. Like, I mean, th- other than other than obstacles on the field, these guys are gonna always hit on threes. So, I mean, y- you're you're pretty much dictating going into the fights that you want to go into. Now, sure, I will say they're great but they're even better in the forces of nature because of the support you get for them. So when I, I played that, forces yeah. of nature, you know, I play forces of nature, I play these guys and I'm just like, <laughs> if I'm going to take worm riders, I'm probably going to play forces of nature. But in, the, <laughs> but in the list, like in the list, I would probably take a unit of worm riders. Personally. I know a lot of people will take a horde and a regiment or something like that. Like oh. I can definitely see more than one drop of them. Me personally, I'd, I, I like them. I just think that I have a use for them, and then I'll use other units afterwards. I know you guys are the opposite.
4: Yeah, well, I
2: mean, I think <laughs> you, know, you You spoke to it earlier about like kind of the buddy system, right? Like with the death cores, right. like you have to go have someone lock that down. And yep. I'm, just, I'm just mirroring Mark's comment here. You know, it those guys cannot take a charge. Like I like to give them brutal courage, just to give them a little buffer versus shooting, mm-hmm. so that they don't get wiped out or wavered early. Mm-hmm. Sure. But you know if you can lock it down with the knucker and then have them come in to follow up. My, my usual setup is the horde of worm riders, the trident king, and the knucker forming a little mini squad, yep, and going on the flank with the trident king clearing off chaff and then the other two setting up charges. So I think they have to have a buddy, yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely, there's not there's not a list even in forces of nature that you can just put these guys and be like these guys are gonna roll everything. Like it just it doesn't happen. (laughs) These guys are an amazing synergy unit, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, you double with anything with these guys. I mean, like we're talking krakens and shit. We're gonna get into like just amazing.
3: Yeah, I mean, like these are what, what 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 one of the units to me that really kind of embodies Trident Realms more than anything. Where you really, if you aren't thinking two turns ahead with them, you are gonna get just completely rolled. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you really need to be on top of your game. You need to be on top of your opponent's game. You need to know where they need to be and where they are going to be many turns in advance. Because otherwise, they just have problems. Um, and this unit also kind of, I mean. To me, they also re- represent kind of a a split in terms of list design. I can see. I've, I've run lists that have had three hordes of them, and it's worked very well. Um, I, I don't necessarily like lists where you've got those three hordes of them, and the knuckers, and river guard, and all that kind of faster stuff, and then you also have the placoderms, because at that point, you don't have that your battle line. Right. Or you're just not really using your speed, which at that point, you're effectively playing down 200 points because you're paying points for all the speed that you're never going to use. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if, if your general plan when, when building your list is to go two or even three hordes of those ensnares or placoderms and then river guard and maybe Noken or maybe depth horrors or whatever, I would probably leave these worm riders at home. I love them. They're great, but they just don't really synergize well in that
1: kind of a list. Yeah, I, I I think I think that's I think that's right. I think if you're if you're playing you're you're if you're playing multiple drops of these guys, you're you're playing it with synergy for speed for the for the army. Absolutely.
2: Alright, so Greater Water Elemental is our first monster we're going to talk about. Uh, He is Speed 7, Melee 4, Defense 5, he has 8 attacks, he is Fearless 18 for the Nerve, 190 points. As far as our fluff goes, when the need is very great, the Neridicans may summon a Greater Elemental to battle. These towering behemoths loom large over the battlefield like an aqueous giant. So, uh, as far as special rules, we're talking about Crushing Strength 2, Region 5 Plus, and Shambling. This unit does not have Ensnare. And Pathfinder. Oh, did I miss Pathfinder?
1: yeah, Yeah, he has Pathfinder. Oh, he... Okay. they didn't they didn't write it in here so oh, yeah, okay. i know I'm, that I'm just Yeah, that was another one of their misses evidently they screwed up on all water elementals in the entry but <laughs> all water elementals have pathfinder okay yeah great it's not written so you didn't miss it but yeah so... um yeah man so again you know we're just getting access to that water elemental again because you're nereticans right so i mean they're just kind of playing around with that fluff um I, I'm I'm taking two of them in the list that I'm doing, uh, not because they're the most amazing thing on the planet, but more of just theme wise. Um, I think I think a defense five again, um, and a fearless eighteen. It's a big deal because you can play it almost as though he's like a tree man. Um, you can use these guys as road bumps, and at defense five, you're going to you're gonna stick all around a lot of stuff and you're going to get regen you're going to be able to stay there for a while and hold stuff down and for under 200 points on something that you can just corkscrew charge it's a big deal to just be able to like oh look you're in my charge arc over here i'm going to just pivot him and charge you or pivot move seven inches and then surge or like seven inches is a big deal on something that has the ability to be surged so yep
3: Honestly, for me, I've never run them um, for two reasons. One, like I said before, I was never super comfortable with Surge as a general rule. And two, because of the the Coral Giant existing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. we will get it's to obviously in a second. Better choice. Yeah. Um, but it just, it's not bad by any means. I mean, Speed 7 Surge is great. Um, you can get, I mean, Defense 5, Fearless 18 with Regen 5 is great. I just not having a snare kind of hurts it a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, hitting on fours kind of hurts it a lot for me. Only crushing two hurts it a lot for me. It it it's I don't hate them being there. If somebody had one or two in their list, I I wouldn't call them a fool by any means. It just it seems like it's more of you needed to shave some points from the Coral Giant or from the Kraken and put right. it down for the c v yeah. budget monster well, option. Yep.
2: I think if you already dedicated points to you know if you already paid the surge tax, yeah. adding these guys is not sure. that, as big a deal. So sure. uh, if you're no, not you're running already... more
1: than one, if you're not running two hordes of of elementals and you want to run you know a greater and a horde and then have surge in there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that would be fine
2: yeah so if you already have Surge in there I could see why you might choose that over a Coral Giant just because you know with Surge you know the versatility to get those charges in at those odd angles goes up versus the Coral Giant who's you know going to be more of a straightforward charger so
4: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah alright well there's not a lot more to be said about that everybody knows how Elementals play so uh, <laughs> Brian you want to get in the Kraken or has anybody got some love for the Kraken more than me i
2: i think you can go ahead and, and take the kraken i uh okay. I, I i have an enjoyment of him i think he's a fine uh <laughs> monster but i he's he's not the, i love him. Uh, I, him. i take the coral giant over him so but you you okay, go ahead so get into him and
1: tell that. me what's up all right so the kraken terrifying monster known as the kraken forms the basis of many of myths and legends that strike fear into the seafaring folk of all the races of the world when disturbed and angered the biggest specimens can wrap themselves around the hull of the largest warships and crush them into nothing but matchsticks and floatisms floatsums <laughs> and floatsum <laughs> is that yeah, must that must be a British thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> and floatsome, evidently is a word. So <laughs> only reason um, I
3: really know it's from Heroes of Magic Four. Oh, so that's, that's all right.
1: That's what it, I, I was like. I feel like I've heard uh, Magic. That's a great ass <laughs> game too. Oh my gosh, love it. Um, so the Kraken. What you have here is a monster. He speeds seven. Uh, move, uh, Melee is a 4, no range attack. Defense 4, 12 attacks. Uh, a 15, 17, because he's got the 4-plus regen. He's 230 points. He's got crushing 2, regen 4-plus, and strider. So, uh, the Kraken has ensnare. And if you go ahead and compare him to other options that are within your own army he is essentially the exact same thing as taking point for point for the ensnare horde. He kind of operates the same. He has a little bit lower break point, but he has a higher defense by one and a much smaller footprint and a much smaller footprint. He has crushing strength inherently to him. Um, He doesn't have, he doesn't have pathfinder. He has strider. So where this guy comes in is he is, Essential in metas that you know are going to have multiple obstacles on a table. Uh, He does really, really well at going in and smacking stuff that doesn't necessarily hit super great already. So if they are melee 4 or melee 5 units um honestly even melee three units if you receive a hindered charge if you set it up properly be like okay cool um you can charge just this guy nothing else but you can charge this guy if you really want to. <laughs> like you got to give him the option and then the ability to just kick him to the side and charge with him is really good um i like him personally over the coral giant um i do like the coral giant <sighs> my thing is i am i am Notoriously bad at rolling the d6 attacks bullshit, so <laughs> I am way better off just saying just get your 12 Just give me the give me the attacks. I'll I'll take them. Um, and for some reason I can roll four plus regions, but I cannot roll five plus regions. It's just a weird thing. Um, weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Um, so this guy I like to use him as a buddy system. I use him like a pet, and I just make it like you are this unit's pet go do its bidding so you can use it to go lock stuff down defend a flank you know like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and go do this charge over here and this could really fuck these guys over if you know this were to happen and you can just go move him up throw him on a kick over there and be like okay cool you want to charge the you want to charge the kraken go for it dude and this dude just sits he can take some punishment He'll just sit there and eat and eat and eat. I have <laughs> I've to toad. I've toed to toad some bad motherfuckers with this guy and just won. Like I mean, just over time. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't like to fight against other stuff like hydras and stuff because you just sit there and bounce back and forth on each other. But uh, I'll take a charge from a arch fiend or dragon in the face all day, all day, all, oh, all yeah. day. All oh, day. yeah. You want to do that? By all means, go for it. Uh, It it will not work out the way you think it's going to work out. So, um, you know, I just like to put him in good positions where the strider is significant and matters, and then just kind of wait for something to be worthwhile to go after, or I'll just just sit there all game with him and soak shots more than willing to one game i think i soaked like 70 shots or something like that over three <laughs> turns and he was totally cool at, he was totally cool with it so it, how because he's how, scary so sure
3: how central do you end up usually de- deploying your kraken
1: uh so it depends on where obstacles are but i like to play him as a uh as a quarter off each side so either you know okay. a quarter way in on one of the sides i won't i will not almost ever put him in the middle not a full I think flank but yeah not a full flank i would i usually like to have him 12 to 16 inches in from one of the flanks that way i can kind of move him up kick him out to the flank if i have to or move him up kick him in and then it just kind of forces people to to be like do you want 24 attacks in the flank Oh, you don't. Oh, do you want to charge him? <laughs> if you want to charge him, yeah. that's fine. You charge him. Okay, cool. Now the middle line's coming into now your the. Now the death so... horse
3: hits you and.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. So um, he's kind of he's kind of really good, um, multi-purpose tool, and I don't think that he has just one thing that he does. I think I play him different every single game, and he just always I go into it knowing at deployment regardless of where anybody's shit goes i know exactly where he's going as soon as i see the train so and then i just build around that so he's one of the things when i see the battlefield i i know where he's going so it doesn't matter when i deploy him so i build around that regardless of how people drop so
3: how early do you like to drop him then
1: second or third drop usually like i Behind just your don't yeah, I no. I'll put him straight out in the front. Don't give a shit. I meant like, like after your hordes, Sorry. Oh, um, no. I, I'm weird. I'll drop like a knucker first, and <laughs> like just stupid shit. I'll dro- all right. Horde of, Horde of water and Mentals. All right. Now next up, oh, knucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> because you got to think about it, right? Like, you can redeploy a knucker in a click. Like, sure, just, sure, like sure. He's yeah. over here. Now he's on the yep. other side of the field. Good job. Like, like yep. you, you cannot if you are if you are counter deploying versus a knucker you've already lost which we'll (laughs) get to that here in a second yeah yeah you've already lost so but yeah the kraken (laughs) um i just feel like you you play him to where you want the battle to um end up you don't want to you don't want to have him be a go out and lock down unless you have to use him as that i like to use him as I want to fight over here, so if you would engage this guy, that would be really nice. And then most sure. people, eventually, they do because they see what kind of threat he's going to be. And I have run double krakens um, multiple times, and that is just fucking devastating. <laughs> like, it,
3: it, it's worth the almost 500 points then for the, the two of them.
1: Oh, it's absolutely. It's. I mean, you run them dudes, as a pair. Or on... It each no you run them as pets so like if i okay. have a if i have a uh, worm rider centurion i'll take two centurions and two krakens and just be like well which one of them are you gonna charge i mean they're <laughs> both gonna kick your ass so like and yeah. and then you run all four of those guys together and then you have an actual battle line somewhere else like it's 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 rough. Like it's yeah. it's like legitimately. What are you gonna do against something that has all all four plus or three plus regions on on an entire flank? Commit yeah. shots, go for it. Like.
2: Yeah. So well, tell tell me like with the, the committing shots. So I know that you know obviously with region four he's gonna be able to you know pull it back together as long as he's not off the board. Yep. But but he's he's 15, 17 nerve. Mm-hmm. He's defense four. So, like, breaths, or even some regular shooting, he, mm-hmm. he has some vulnerabilities. Right. So, so, you know...
1: so how you play that guy, and I, I know we haven't got to Worm Rider Centurion, so I'm kind of blowing it a little bit, but uh, <laughs> you take the Worm Rider Centurion, and you put him in front of the Kraken, and then you just escort the Kraken to where he's going, because the Kraken's Height 4, he can charge right over him.
2: So we're, we're, you know, I think one of our themes for Trident Rome here is is buddy, system. buddy like, systems. Buddy yep. systems. You yep. cannot, again, these aren't lone wolves. They're not just, you know, out there doing no. their own thing. Mm-mm. Like he is not that kind of, not that, He's kind, not of that unit. kind of girl. Yeah. No. So, so you know, if I, it's I light it's shooting,
1: for... yeah. If it's light shooting, like like little pew pew shots, you put the centurion in front. If it's something like yeah. a fucking organ gun or some shit, just put yeah. the Kraken in front. Who cares? Like, okay, cool. <laughs> Take go those go five for it. wounds. Take those seven. Oh. Who awesome! Cares? It's gonna be a yeah. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a hindered shot if I'm gonna give it to you. Right. You know. So hit me on sixes yeah. and then do almost no wounds and I'll regen them. You know. But yeah, yeah, I think I think that this army in general, though, I feel like this army has. You have to play synergy with it. You have to play buddy system. You have to have. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, I, and I think I think good players that have been playing this for a while is, I think we just realized that is just like okay, I have to have this to support that, and then this will support this. Like, it doesn't have to always be the same support stuff, but within the list, you know what units you have to support. Right,
2: right. and I think that might be the learning curve that some people hit with this army, is like, well, you know, I can't just push it forward, I have to do this, I do that. Like, you really have to get comfortable with the idea that, you know, like, you have to send out these little mini squads, where it's like, okay, like you're saying, this is going to be the pet of this unit of death tours to make it as effective as it can be. And, you know, that's just a running theme throughout list building for this army.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, for me, like, each turn, whenever I'm playing Traveller Realms, it's always, I'll, like, my hordes need to go roughly here to hold the point. Then the monsters need to be out here to threaten whatever, whatever, they they, they can either charge the horde or they can charge the monster. Either way, it'll be hindered, so go nuts. But then I need to have that second line to threaten whatever threatens that where we are, need, need to be out here to you know shoot out their chaff but also threaten whatever might be charging in like you need to have these layers upon layers of synergy and, conti- and co- basically contingency plans to make sure that absolutely whatever That's they bring the in the you can plan. counter punch
1: <laughs> yes contingency plans as a tried realm player are absolutely necessary every game absolutely <laughs> so like if, if, if you game. don't have
3: you know two backup plans for whatever unit you've
1: got You've already lost. Probably, yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like, you are going to have a bad time with
1: with, the, yes. with your list. There is no deploying a Trident Realm RV and like, well, you want to call it? Like... <laughs> 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 like <laughs> unless you're saying you're going to call it for them, but... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I
3: guess, just to kind of wrap up the knucker kind of in a brief summary, like, to cracking, me... Yep. Or cracking, sorry. Like, when when I look at it, I basically see a giant that is also fully activated for combat it's something yeah, where if you don't yeah. want that random offensive if you want it to be you know an anvil and a hammer potentially just spend the extra 30 points go 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 crack yep. be happy with it but yeah. if all you want is a, an anvil then you can shave off those 30 points and go to the coral giant to me yeah that's, yeah that's kind of
1: yeah so the difference the difference i think on the two i know we got it we'll, we'll we'll get to the difference on the two when we get to the coral giant how about that
3: I mean, I, I would say we should probably, since there's such a direct comparison most yeah, times, ahead. we should just go yeah, to the Coral Giant Yeah, let's now. go to that, and then we'll come back to the Knucker. The Knucker, yeah. So, I'll, I'll take the Coral Giant, why not? So, it's a monster, obviously. Um, a huge living embodiment of the ocean and its defiance and might, the Coral Giant is a silent killer that smashes bone and flesh with its massive fists, pausing occasionally while its body knits back together before plowing one on once more along a relentless path of destruction. Um, again, it's a monster. It is speed 7. It hits on fours in melee. It's defense five. It has the round of attacks of D six plus five. Unlike other giants, uh, its nerve is sixteen eighteen. It's two hundred points. It is brutal. It has crushing strength three. It has iron resolve, and it has strider. And, and it's the Cor- there. Yep. And it's there. Yes. Yeah. So to me, the, the 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 coral giant is probably one of, if not the best giant in the game.
1: I mean, other than the cavern dweller, I would I would probably agree. I yeah. mean, in snare. And Iron Resolve
3: are so good. Um
2: <sighs> Yeah, with, with defense five. Like yeah. that's you know, you're you're getting the best of both worlds there. You got high defense right, yeah. and you got ensnare and you got Iron Resolve. All that combined is that guy's gonna be resilient as hell. Yes.
3: I mean, with the the, the caveat of, I mean, you you can still get up to 11 attacks, certainly, but you're still hitting on 4s, and it's a random amount of attacks. I mean, you can be a good flanker, you can still get in there. Brutal helps, but you're really not going to be as purely offensive as any other giant really is going to be. They can do it, it's not like they can't, but it's it,
1: they really definitely lean much harder towards Anvil than giants normally do. Yeah, and I I think that's the thing is the Kraken. I think he's just well balanced all the way around. He's Agreed. lower defense, but um, when you look at he's he's a 15-17 as opposed to a 16-18 for the Coral Giant, the, the difference is the Kraken is always going to essentially have a higher break point because you're giving it so many more opportunities to get those wounds back. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, by the time I'm ever done losing a Kraken, he's pretty much been like a 26, 28 by the time. <laughs> I mean, like legitimately. Because yep. um, if if you're mitigating the amount of damage you're allowing people to do to him, it, it, again, it's one of those things that you have to know what you're doing with it, and it's a finesse piece. If you're going to go like slam on shit, the Coral Giant is way better for doing that. But yeah. at the same point, someone's got a pair of organ guns or an indirect fire I would much rock cracking Oh, all day so Absolutely. I mean it really depends on what your meta is and what yeah. kind of player you are so I don't think the ones just straight up better than the other I just think they both have different I agree. um different nuance uh, nuances as far as play style and yeah. again as long as you you know as long as you know what your play style is and what you kind of lean towards uh, all day they're both great choices they're both they're both really great choices yeah. um when you look at the kraken and stuff basically you just think okay he's a hydra that's already going to have his full pumped up attacks he's just minus one to his defense for plus one region right just kind of think of it like that and to me in general like
3: this is such a direct comparison i mean like it, it summarized to me is if, if i have the points for a kraken i will take a kraken but mm-hmm. yes. if I just if, if at, at the end of the day if I really just need something that's really another anvil to hold a line that can oh, yeah. also be a threat in melee I will default cheaper. to the coral giant. Oh yeah, no question. But it's I mean either one is a great option. It's it all just depends to me on what you have points for in your list.
1: Yep, totally. Brian, you want to take us into all of our favorites from the <laughs> entire list?
2: Are you talking about Mister Nucker? Yes, oh, that, that sir. One. I see. Ah, oh, well, the Knucker, he is a monster. The Water Worms use their natural camouflage and stealth to slither unseen as they hunt their quarry. They are lightning-fast predators and strike to kill with an erring accuracy, stunning their prey, if not killing them outright. The Nucker is speed 9. It's on 4 plus in melee, uh, defense 4, attack 6, his nerve is a 13-15, and he comes in at 145 points. His special rules is really where he shines. Uh, he is Nimble. He has Pathfinder. He has Thunder Charge 3. And, you know, just to kind of make a note of it, it's really cool that the monsters in Trident Realm get the army-wide special rules. Right, not, yeah. Which right. is not always yeah. true for most uh, most monsters. Yeah. So he's also in Snare on top of everything else. For 145 points. For 144 yeah. points. He is amazing. I think we all yep. know that he's amazing. Um, he now here's like the an thing:
1: as nobody was running this, bro, like at all, until they start seeing what knuckers can do, and they're like, shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
2: yeah. It's just the, the combination of height four, mm-hmm. nimble, a fifty by fifty base, and thunder three with Pathfinder yeah. on those six attacks. He, mm-hmm. he does work in the flank, in the rear, regardless of what he's going through, with the exception of obstacles, and that, that he can hit you from all kinds of unexpected angles with that nimble small base, mm-hmm. and, the, and that height for, you can't really block him unless you're another monster in front of him.
1: Yep. I think, so. the, I think his biggest, uh, his biggest bonus for his points is what you can force people to do with him because they have to. You know yes. what I mean? You have to deal with this guy. If you don't deal with him on turn one, you're gonna regret it on turn four. If you don't deal with him on turn two, turn five, you're really gonna be pissed about your situation. <laughs> like, here's the thing: like sometimes I'll just move the knucker around and wait for people to respond. Like, are they gonna respond to him? If they do, then sweet, then I'm gonna move in with this other unit, and now now you've got them dancing. And as yep. soon as they start doing the dance, it's already too late. You have to commit. You have to go. You have to just be like, "I'm gonna let it do what it's gonna do, and I'm gonna deal with over here." Or you've got to turn and deal with him. So once they start doing the dance, though, that's it. I mean, that you've you've already you've already got your 145 points as soon as they start turning to go deal with him because they're never gonna catch him. <laughs> like <laughs> no, now he's
2: no, moving nine. Now was nimble. You're yep. literally
1: never going to catch him. So. Yep. But but at the same point you have to turn or what are you gonna do? <laughs> like yep. it's it's a kind of a catch twenty two, right? I mean you have to deal with this guy, but at the same point you pretty much can't deal with him. So
3: yeah, th- this is probably the most the unit that that, that that symbolizes to me Trident Realms the most because mm-hmm. you look at it and you're like defense four, okay, attack six, all right. Mm-hmm. I mean hitting at yeah. fours, like eh, I don't know, but like. If you can think ahead two or three turns, the knucker just becomes a significant problem for your opponent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you if a knucker is charging something in the front, you're either doing it wrong
1: or you are desperate. Or yeah, you or, need or, or you're just down. like, I have to do this to lock yeah, this down. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Have to, yeah, right.
2: They, they, like, they lock down really well. Just as a quick aside, like charging in the front, you don't want to do it, but... If you do it, you can block line of sight to anything in the anything. game that is not yeah. on the hill. So, yep. like, it's not the chaff you want, but it could be the chaff that you need.
3: Exactly. Yeah. It's the Batman of the...
4: <laughs> it's the Batman
2: of chaff. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Absolutely.
3: so, I mean, like, don't expect the, the, the knuckers to single-handedly win you games, but, I mean, it's that support piece that really just... It's it's that last little seasoning in the list that really just brings it all together. That I mean, I I I run two personally, and I love them. I would never, mm-hmm. well, I wouldn't hate just one, but they get so much better
1: in in a pair. Oh yeah, I was running a triad of them at one point. <laughs> Don't hate it one bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah.
2: I I usually bring one. I have brought two before. Um, they're they're like I said. They, he usually is the buddy to some of my flanking units. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he does work on his own, and I, I cannot say enough about it. To where, like, if you wanted to bring two or three, like, I wholeheartedly agree with that decision. It's yeah, a fantastic unit.
3: Yeah, I mean, I would just say to any prospective Treadmills player who has ever played the knucker before, the first game with them is gonna suck. He's just gonna yep. die. Yep. Get past it. Keep him in there for at least three, four, five He will shine. Games. He will once shine once you know that he goes on a flank. Once you know that he does not commit until turn four, probably. Yep. Once you accept that, he amazing. If you go in on
1: turn, if you're, if you're going in on turn three, either something major has gone on, <laughs> or <laughs> you are just like, oh you're just, or, or you you're, on, so a machine, that, or you're right, on a war yeah. machine, or you're on a war machine, or something like that. Yeah, those guys
2: but, make war machines disappear, yeah, just instantaneously, and then you turn right back around, and then you're yep. looking at everybody's rear, and it's yeah. just a bad time.
1: And it's just, yeah. oh, give it to if me. If you yes. don't defend your war machine from a knucker, <laughs> you are pretty much guaranteeing a rear from him. Turn three yeah. or turn four or five. Yeah. Um, so the knucker, one of the one of the catches here is, I mean, I'm just saying it for the new players that haven't played them. Sure. Is um, this guy is never going to do anything to just straight up kill units. What he does is he projects threat. The entire game for people to be like, oh, "What am I going to do about it?" and it gets them thinking in the back of their head. And then once they start thinking, they it makes them play different. So the yes. whole point of the knucker is not to kill units or just absolutely, you know, go score this, go score that. The the point of the knucker is to make people play differently than they would like to play. I know yep. that that's like a weird concept, but You're paying points to tell them how they are allowed to how they're allowed to move their units is really what you're doing. Agreed.
2: Yeah, and I've seen people over respect the knucker in the front too, to where like they're hesitant about getting hit by him. So like he's he gets in people's heads. Yeah, totally. Even for reasons that you know he really shouldn't. And yeah, that that. That movement nine just gets, gets into people's heads, and they they hold units back and allow you extra time. There, yeah, that threat projection is uh, yeah his best quality.
3: Yeah, yeah, like he kind of serves as chaff in a way because his threat projection basically replaces that actual physical presence of a chaff unit that they don't want to move forward more than two or three inches because then I might get charged by the knocker in a flank. And that means that that affords you the extra movement to come forward because they don't want to overcommit or even just regular commit at that point.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 great. Uh, But like like Mark said, I mean, you're going to play him your first two or three times and you're going to think he ain't great. And then and then it'll it'll all come through. So just yeah. Keep it in there, I mean, the, the list, the, when I went to West Coast and I didn't even write the list, I, it had a knucker in there, and by the end of that tournament, people, like, the, the, the word in the room was fucking knucker, like, it was just, <laughs> it only had one knucker, but I'll tell you what, everybody I played had a healthy respect for a knucker at the end of that tournament.
3: And I will say as well that in in the list I was playing at the end, I had two of them in there, and they were my dragon defense. Like, they would basically corner out a dragon and say, You might have deployed him on on my left flank, but, like, bring him forward. Be my guest. He will get one turn of breath or one turn of lightning, and then he will be dead. I will box him down with with two knuckers. I will then charge him the turn after that with something else and you, get, you will lose front, your dragon. flank
1: front flank front. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean you could even just do a two of them. I've done that before where I've 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 gone in and someone just didn't respect the nucker, charged a nucker straight in the front of a abyssal dwarf um dragon, locked him down, he couldn't fly up and over because he can't see to charge anything even if he could fly over. So now he's not nimble anymore. He has to either Retreat from a knucker, <laughs> 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 or, or just come back in at it. Okay, cool. Now you're hitting me on a minus one. You don't have very many attacks. I'm gonna stay. And now my other knuckers in. Oh, he's on the flank and he's got TC three with twelve attacks. Deep, deep, deep. one the, You know, it's and then which one do you want to counter attack? Oh, okay. The other one will come back in the flank again. Like it. <laughs> it's super annoying. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that
3: anything that that either matches or or outspeeds a knucker is not gonna kill it in one round to the front. No. Wait, unless you get double, triple charged somehow, in which case, yeah. I mean, you have obviously allowed that to happen. Yeah,
1: that's that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Mark, you you do some Leviathan bane action. Why don't uh, you go ahead and take that?
3: Sure, our only war engine. Yep. Um, enraged by the callous slaughter of the ocean's most magnificent creatures, Nighad Heart Piercers bring these massive harpoon guns to battle that can pierce even the thickest hide. Known to surface dwellers as Leviathan's bane. To the Nighad crew, they are the, they are the Leviathan's Revenge. Again, they are a war engine. Uh, they speed five, no melee attack. Obviously, they have one. Or they have two attacks on fives. They have defense four, nerve ten, twelve for ninety-five points. Each of those attacks will have a blast D3 plus one. They're piercing four, and they have reload, and they also have ensnare. Fun fact: people often forget that. Um, Leviathan's banes...
2: It's hilarious to watch. It is. Yeah, yeah, you you, so you want them to
3: forget they have ensnare. It's hilarious. Uh, the the bane, to me, is only as good as you have targets that are not in cover. Hitting on yeah. fives, I love them. Hitting on sixes, they are a waste of points.
1: I think if you're taking you got to double stack like right next yes. to each other. Almost, yeah. so. Two of them, minimum.
3: I mean, yeah. 95 points for two shots. They hit on fives for blast d3 plus one i mean on those you know one one on one ninth chance that they both hit yeah you take two so you know you're gonna get a hit yes one probably two um piercing four is no joke it just uh, when you're hitting on sixes it's you're paying 190 points for maybe one hit which is maybe two or three wounds
1: and that's just not
3: worth 200 points
4: no
1: yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. Where it's just like I think, if you're taking them, you probably deploy them in a forest or some kind of covered terrain, so you're taking a minus two to hit them when you actually come at them. Yeah, there's no probably there. You do. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, minus they... two, minus two when you have to commit. I guess to kill a, kill a war, war engine. Team oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. annoying i have seen i i have had where um the, the at west coast and i had him i had two of them in a forest and somebody charged me with an uh, abyssal half-breed um champion for abyssal dwarves and he's just like all right so uh i guess i was hindered so da-da. i was like oh no he hasn't and there. it's there <laughs> he's like oh shit so i'm hitting on fives It's like yeah yeah it lived <laughs> <laughs> you did three wounds yeah cool, <laughs> awesome yeah, so,
2: so that kind of speaks to what uh, mark said earlier is keeping something back by them you mm-hmm. know thinking that you're just gonna blow through this war machine might mm-hmm. not be accurate you might don't you nope. think like okay i'm just gonna charge it i'm gonna turn around and i'm not gonna have to worry about this guy on my flank you might nope. have to worry about that guy in your flank because you're gonna be yep. stuck because you did two yep. wounds
1: and that's where the elementals came in, because I was doing it with a horde of water elementals. I just turned them completely around. Sirens called the guy back a little bit and went, <laughs> went right in with the water elementals. He was like, what the shit? <laughs> oh, yeah, place. so I mean, like I said, I,
3: I, I love them. If you're going to an event that has you know six to eight pieces of terrain, I would seriously consider them. If you're into an event that has more towards the eight to tw- twelve pieces of terrain, I would probably leave them at home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, it, it it will depend on meta for sure. Uh the other thing is um if you don't have a lot of crushing in the in there and you want to have something that has massive amount of piercing that you can uh just kind of pop a, pop some wounds down so that you know that your crushing you do have is going to be able to um go ahead and finish off your target like mark was saying earlier if you have the um they had worm riders it's one of those situations where if you can slightly soften up that target that's a high defense those guys those guys really can benefit from the leviathan's bane touch you know from just popping off two three wounds exactly that's yeah. enough that's yep. all
3: you really need to make it re- yep. reliable
1: yep all right, and in case you guys think I skipped the Naad Centurion, I didn't, we're just going to do it at the same time we do the <laughs> worm rider cuz it's the same thing with a stat change. So, um uh Nad Envoy, uh I guess I'll take that. He's just a BSB, essentially, but um the large marbled conch shells carried by these royal I don't, Why is my light all shiny here? i have i have i have a slash through two of my like a misprint here like it's actually like stamped weird so what does that say courtier courtiers courtiers i guess mine actually looks like a ty (laughs) tyr with with the stamp (laughs) wow that's awesome courtier yeah (laughs) and used is used to convey messages In times of war, as well as annoying, uh, as as well as announce the presence of a Neridican royalty, the shells uh, re reverberate reverberate yes (laughs) with with a deep
3: (laughs) what a (laughs) sibilant sibilant
1: sibilant and mournful tone of echoes across the battlefield. Wow, they got really like. They got they wordy, really they got wordy for here. a BSB. <laughs> they got wordy for a BSB.
2: Yeah, for real. Yeah.
1: Uh, hey, it's, uh, it's a musician. <laughs> <laughs> Making it characterized by a hissing Holy sound. shit, yeah. Hey, the guy blows a horn. Awesome. Okay, yep. so he's just a nad, and he is... Uh, Speed six, uh, melee four, defense four, uh, one attack, nine eleven nerve, and sixty points. He's an individual. He inspires pathfinder regen four plus, and he's gonna have ensnare because it's army wide special rule. I gotta say, guys, for a sixty point little chaff dude, this guy can actually be pretty fun, especially with that new um, the that loot. new loot. The loot. I mean yep. I mean, this guy's totally one of those dudes you can throw into a hindered charge and let stuff charge him and at a minus two and he might survive and then regen on a four plus. Like I mean Yeah, and he's good he's at not... it too. He's an individual
2: yeah. with speed six with Pathfinder, he can go through the woods twelve inches and not yep. care. And get yep. right in front of you and then Yeah. There's a chance that uh, you bounce, like you said.
3: Yeah, yeah. In, in general before Clash of Kings and the loot of insatiable darkness, I didn't Really right. Take he, yeah, totally agree. Yeah,
2: he was not taken very often for me.
3: Um, but with the loot being able to get you know bane chant for eighty points, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, pretty solid. Uh, when you when you're just looking to in, to get to bane chant or something and then inspire. Um, and then again, like there cheap little you know 10 attack units and stuff like that without much cs or any cs um he's gonna actually be able to lock them down the fun the fun part is like you you could just charge a unit of knights and try and knock off that tc and even if you don't who cares they're (laughs) not going anywhere after that yeah yeah yeah
3: you know overrun six inches forward but still they're out out of anything else yeah
2: yeah, my I find my my Niada envoys are, you know, usually behind the lines and then like end game they're just blocking folks from trying to get to objectives, things yep. like that, and you know, keeping people from charging my you know, my damage placoderms, things like that. They they certainly have their uses late game too.
3: They do. But in, in general I take them to either take the loot, I take them to take the boomstick sometimes, I take them to take the Griffin banner. And that's really about it
2: yeah yeah no, i I think we're all we're all like if they don't have a loot in their hands, you're doing something wrong yeah, yeah. all
1: right, so hint the loot or I will say the holy hand grenade's pretty fucking awesome with them too <laughs> you just, can
3: kinda get lulzy with the the pendant of retribution sometimes yes, but yeah yeah yeah
1: that 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 because um, you don't have a lot of shooting throwing that grenade at people when you're just sitting there like. In your lines, inspiring. just inspiring stuff <laughs> is—it's funny to watch people's face go, "What the shit?" Because <laughs> like, you know we just don't have a lot of great access. to Yeah, it is, so. and
3: uh, I, I guess I, I did used to take the the diadem on them sometimes before the Clash yeah. of Kings breath weapon nerf, but mm-hmm. after the the breath weapon, the breath weapon nerf, it kind of died off for me.
1: Yeah. All right, uh, Riverguard Captain.
3: You want up, Brian?
2: Sure, I'll take the River Guard Captain. Uh, the captains of the River Guard are given responsibility for whole river basins or lake systems. It is their duty to relay all news to their Neridican superiors, and they are regularly visited by the Royal Envoys of the Triton Realm in order to make their reports. The River Guard Captain has speed 6, uh, hits on threes with melee 3, plus, defense 5, 4 attacks his nerve is 1113 coming at 150 115 points special rules for the river guard captain are crushing strength one fly but speed six inspiring to river guard only pathfinder and vicious and he has Ensnare now all right so nobody
1: uses this guy right nope. no okay cool let's just go <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's not even, he's honestly not even worth mentioning because he's... Yeah, he's yeah. one one of two normal heroes, non-living
3: legends, that just... I, I no. can't
2: use him. I can't find a use for him. I mean, nope. defense 5 and, and Snare is cool, but he just... He, no. he Why does he have to lose his ranged attacks? Yeah. You know, at, at least give him that.
1: Yeah, he doesn't have a point with the Naiad and Tyrion being 5 less points. You betcha. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, so, he, so he's a hard pass.
2: So, Agree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, uh, speaking of Naiad Centurion, since he's going to be the obvious replacement, let's do the Centurion and then switch over to the Worm Rider. So, if somebody yeah. want to take the Centurion, sure. So, the Naiad Centurion,
3: uh, despite their capricious nature, Naiads are very structured in the way that they organize themselves for war. Naiad Centurions are trusted with command of a highly effective comp, uh, combined arms company of ensnarers, heart piercers, and worm riders. Centurion is an infantry hero. Uh, Speed 6, melee 3, range 4, but we'll get to that in a second. Defense 5 with 4 attacks. Nerve is 1113 for 110 points. Comes with crushing 1 individual, inspiring Pathfinder, and 4-plus regen. And as an option, for 20 points, you can give him a harpoon gun. 18-inch range,
1: piercing 1 gun. Um, So, I actually like that that piercing gun on him, if I'm going to take him. It it actually... Actually, so, it actually works.
3: It does, but I so rarely have points for it. I mean, if I'm taking yeah. that, unless I've already taken an envoy with a boomstick, yeah, it just seems like you know you can either take 90 points for you know three shots out of four with piercing one, or you can t- take 130 points. Granted, the centurion is way more survivable and can actually be in melee, but right, I I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I like the foot centurion when encircled armor was a thing. Yeah, um, but you know, for now, I think we're probably gonna have a debate between, like, you know, is it worthwhile to put wings on the Centurion or the Placoderm Defender as far as getting right. around, touching or people the on the board, or the yeah <laughs> as, <laughs> as the bargain, you know, bargain basement uh, yeah. flyer.
1: Yeah, I think it all. I think they all have viable purposes there. I yeah. think the problem is, yeah, that that eleven thirteen, he's pretty easy to waiver, um, and and if you're wavering him, it's. It's you're not you're not um, you're you're not accomplishing your goal of right. manipulating the army because they're going to get to choose to come back in or not. And, yeah, I mean, um, hopefully,
3: if you're wavering yeah. him anyway, you're just you're succeeding in getting a, a second hindered charge against him the next turn.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: I will say now that we're into heroes for Trident Realms, this is one thing that people. I don't see it too often anymore, but the whole when you charge a hero they turn to face is not a rule in Kings of War. and It's only important for Trident realms heroes who have Insnare. Right. You're yep. not turned to face you because ensnare is only in the
1: front arc. So right. don't do that. Right. Because it's actually <laughs> yeah. lit- relevant here. Yeah. All you do is you close to the yeah. to the side. So if they hit you in the flank, you close to you close the door to that. Yeah, they will if not suffer. In the snare. Front, right, Exactly. Yeah. Correct. And uh, and it actually does make a difference because the um, the sucky by hero does the same. So. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, to me, like, of, of, regardless of like, if points are not a consideration, the United Centurion with a harpoon gun is probably the best hero, in Trident Realms. It's just that yeah. that's 130 points base before any, any other items, and. Sure. Uh, I mean, at that point, I need to start asking myself, what do I actually need this hero to be doing?
1: yeah and it really like like we said i mean it it really depends on the basis of your army and stuff i think if you're taking a unit of the um of the heart piercers or Mm -hmm. enough enough other shooting and stuff in there i think he has a point to him also he he works in conjunction with like uh breath weapons or anything like that like from the trident king but just him being able to pop a couple shots and delete chaff units is is significant or just having that capability i mean he he can move and shoot without a penalty cuz he's an individual so he's always going to hit on fours and i would say that it wasn't as it, i would say it's not as good except for the way that they changed breath weapons lightning bolts now it's really the same thing so i mean 110 points for some dude that can actually fight too in hill regen. like when stuff gets close he so can go lock it down and then let a unit come in sure why not you know? Yeah,
3: I mean, like, the obvious magic items for him before Clash of Kings, as Brian said, was the Insurgent armor. Oh, yeah, bomber. yeah, no question. Um, but after that, I mean, the wings are obvious, of course, because he's a hero that can fight. Um, but one thing I've, I've kind of toyed with was taking the, the har- harpoon gun, but also then doing the boots of levitation. That way you can still run 12 and then still mm-hmm. shoot 18.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's kind of a workaround for flight. You still get two more inches. Um Jar of the Four Winds isn't a terrible choice because now your harpoon gun's range 30, which is legitimate.
1: Brew of Courage.
3: Brew of Courage is great. The you know crystal pendant is also great. You can run him in the way. You can survive yep. a round or two or and three if you don't? maybe. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and if you don't, oh, then oh. Kaboom. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Um
3: But much other than that, I I mean the Griffin Banner. If you really want that, you can probably take yeah. it to a normal it's, BSB. Yeah. It's, yeah. Or
1: a I
2: like Griffin banners on units, especially hordes, more than yeah, I like yeah. them on heroes. In this
1: army, I think you have to have them on units, just because. Uh, I mean. We'll get we'll get into that. I mean, a majority of the time I think you should have it on units just because um, I agree. Your your stretch in this army has to be much more vast than other armies because this army in general doesn't play super cloggy on top of each other you have to have the free moving capability to to move around and go redeploy and stuff like that you're gonna do a lot of floating with this army and i i don't really think that you can just deploy a battle line and stick to that strategy the whole time like we said you know you have to have you always have to have plan a b and c always absolutely agreed I
3: mean, I, I don't hate the heart seeking chant on him as well. If you have that harpoon gun to go up to piercing two, um, there's a lot of ways that you can build him that I I don't hate by any means. But you definitely need to have a. If you take the the centurion, you need to have a reason to take him. Like if all you want is a flying hero to go out and poke a war engine, there are much better options that they will get to.
1: Oh yeah, so uh, let's just go to his upgraded version so we can get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> the the naiad worm rider centurion leading from the front alongside the Naiad cavalry a worm mounted uh, mount gives the centurion a superior view of the battlefield and a better to better coordinate his for or her his or her first forces since it says her <laughs> um uh the Naiad centurion um uh, Worm Rider, the difference is it becomes speed 3, it still hits on 3, still defense 5, but it gets 6 attacks, that's plus 2 more attacks, uh, and you're going to get plus 2 more break points uh, for your Nerve. Uh, it needs 150 points, so you're really only paying 40 more points. Um, you're gaining a Thunderous Charge, as well as the Crushing Strength you already had. Um, but what you're losing there is the Ensnare. So And Individual. Yeah, you're losing Individual and you're losing Ensnare. So again that's uh, i mean losing an individual can be a good thing now you're doubling and tripling attacks and turn. stuff like that to to flanks and rears but um you know you're not going to have that turn and burn come get them type of setup um you do have a little bit more reach um you know i think a lot of people if they're taking a s if they're taking a worm if they're taking a centurion most of the people are taking a worm rider centurion he's kind of one of the things that is specific to this army, so he doesn't he doesn't exist in another army like the worm riders do um so he's he's pretty good um I think if you give him the plus one regen item, he becomes just fucking insane good as long as he doesn't take a brutal punishment from heavy piercing stuff on the way there um He's pretty stupid. Good. I mean, you can pew pew shoot him all day long, and you're probably never going to kill him. Yeah, going, I, like, yeah. That
3: on screen to to go to, to deep to regen three. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, he ha- also has the distinct advantage of being, you know, not an eleven thirteen nerve, which is what right. every other hero mm-hmm. has. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can actually get hit, and that's one of the things that on the the on foot heroes is such an annoyance to me that we don't have something that has a better nerve. Yeah. Bear, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you want him to be more melee committed, I've seen people take the Blessing of the Gods. I feel like that's a big waste of points. You can just take the Blade of Slashing. And Absolutely. The same yeah, thing.
1: You're going to do the same thing for five points, man. Exactly. Yeah, um, I, yeah, that's a no-brainer, man. Uh, when you have when you have less than ten attacks, the Elite is it's is just is silly. Ex- uh, totally agreed.
3: Because then you have
1: to roll ones. If you roll twos in there, it's like, oh, okay, cool, I don't even need to roll <laughs> any of them. Like, you, you, Go with the guarantee, man. For, yeah, five points. Yeah, I mean... I've I've seen him be kind of like a second roll a line behind
3: two hordes of worm riders, and he'll have the banner of the Griffin. I don't hate that. Yeah, I think it's not necessarily yeah. the best use. You can just have a running BSB, the, the the running envoy behind him, and do functionally the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the War War rider centurion. I don't hate the brew of haste on him. Being speed nine helps yeah. a great deal. At that point, you've got a knucker that
1: hits a little a little bit harder. Um, so I'm going with the Brew of Courage and the regen when I'm running doubles. Um yeah. the Brew of Courage brings him up to a 16 break point, which is significant. Agreed. Um, because when you've got that defense 5 and a 4-plus regen <laughs> and the capability to stick around, it's a big deal to go oh, lock yeah. down something and stick. Um, oh, so, yeah. So... I know. I know. It doesn't seem like a big deal, one break point, but one break point is massive on these guys. It's, it really is. And if you've got the, um, if you've got the banner of the Griffin around as well, that he's up to a 17 there, man. So, it and I often have that combination rolling around. So, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, that's that you're getting up to monster break point for 165 points. You know. Yeah. He's so. good. I'm
3: not sure. I mean, two. I don't hate. Uh, I don't think I'd ever take more than two for him. Yeah, uh, Even then, I would deploy them on different flanks, unless you yeah. had a very oh, yeah, specific yeah, yeah, yeah. reason to do so. Yeah. Keep them together, that is. Um,
1: well, here's the thing, right? We don't really have a lot of sources of Inspire that inspires the whole army. True. Um. So... Yeah, the
3: Centurions and the Envoy and the King, and then whatever has the Inspire. Yeah. We have a
1: special character a BSB <laughs> and basically one hero that has a mount option. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. uh it it's it's not a lot. So I agree. Um, you know, when when you're looking at how can I stay mobile enough and not spend a shit ton of points on like buying fly or anything like that, the Wormrider Centurion fills a pretty obvious gap for most people. Totally agree would since the regular centurion doesn't have just a regular mount option. Since none of our heroes have a regular mount option, and that is something I hate so, so much. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's rough, man. I will tell you, um, it is it is noticeable when you don't have any fly and you don't have any cavalry mount option for an like individual. What I would give in this list to just painful. have a normal
3: height to a speed 8 mounted individual. Oh, it's, like, yeah, it's, uh... You don't it notice it at first. Noticeable. After, like, 10 or 12 games, you definitely
1: notice it. Yeah, when they were talking about getting rid of the wings of Honey Maze, I was like, that's... I mean, it's not auto-include for me in any way, shape, or form, but it is devastating not to have that option once you start oh, yeah. saying, oh, well, we're gonna be in this meta now. Oh, okay, well, okay, three, three and four dragons, and I don't have something to go, like, tap right. him in the yes, face? Yes, I'm taking the three knuckers now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. what else do
2: I in, have? In your flyer defense is already super limited. Yeah, anything yeah. that... Not having that height two individual is uh, is even another challenge. Yeah. For I mean, sure. There,
3: there, there have been times where I've thought about allying in just like a horde of Brock Riders, and the, the, the Berserker Brock Lord, just mm-hmm. to get that height two mm-hmm. melee individual. He, he yeah. would do
1: it, yeah.
3: And it just... Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. All right, Mark, you want to take dual Mythicin for us?
3: Ah, I love the Mythicin. Gladly. I knew it. <laughs> uh, these botentacled and slippery fiends are aggressive and surprisingly powerful given their size. Many individuals are also able to attune themselves to and channel the currents of raw magic that flow both above and below the surface. He is a hero, infantry, um, speed 5, melee 3, no range attack, but defense 4 with 5 attacks. Nervous ten twelve seventy five 75 points with Crushing 1, Individual, and Ensnare. Mythicans have a variety of spell options. They can take uh, Lightning Bolt 3 for 20 points, Wind Blast 5 for 30 points, Surge 7 for 40 points, and Bane Chant 2 for 15 points, in addition to all the Clash of Kings, Soul Drain for 30, and blah blah blah. I love Mythicans. They are... So good. They represent, to me, a lot of the um, synergy available in Tratton Realms. Yep. Um, and it's kind of like build fact, your own hero, you know? Yes. Like, whatever you want them to be, they will be that. They have five attacks with crushing one on threes. So if you want them to go to speed, like the budget basement option for you the flying here to go out and poke a war engine, they can do that. Um, if you want them to be your Banechant bot, then they are 90 points for Banechant 2. Uh, they defense forward and snares, so they can also get in there and be a decent enough speed bump. Um, the only thing that I hate so much about them is that you don't really get a good Lightning Bolt. You don't really get a good no, Surge. Yeah. It's not terrible, yeah. but you definitely know that you're overpaying for what you would get in a comparable option in other yeah. lists. Yeah. I and think most of, us are, yeah.
2: most of us are looking at Surge and chant for this guy.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I tried li- 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 Lightning Bolt once or twice, and it... it yeah, it's a lot of lightning points. Lightning bolt three is not. Yeah, I don't well, care when how you much look at it, punch. lightning
1: bolt, lightning bolt three, right for twenty points, or that Naed Centurion from earlier with a yep. harpoon gun for one yep. more attack at twenty points. Like, yep. I think that that's obvious because totally He's he's when he's not fighting, he doesn't have nothing else to do anyway. You know. I mean, to me, it all comes down to the fact that you have a wizard in your list that's totally
3: serviceable that also has five crushing one attacks at hit on mm-hmm. threes. There's so many times on turn five, turn six, when I'll charge into the side of some other regiment or a horde that's had 14 wounds on it. They're like, all right, whatever, you wizards. This, this is a desperation charge. They're like, all right, five attacks on three, so I'll hit four, crushing one. I'll wound three. Now you're at 17 wounds. I need five to break. They're like, but you
1: were a wizard. I'm like, I know. But... It's the best. It's the best when they go, okay, what do you have? Two attacks? And they're like, no, I got no, five. five. And, and they're, they're like, like oh, well, you're hit right. fours. No,
2: three. Nope. Like no this crushing, is like a, though, right. <laughs> this is like a dwarf king coming in your side. He's coming yeah. in hot.
3: Yeah. yeah, like I I have run three of them and I have loved it. Um I, I don't think that's an auto include by any stretch, um, uh, but I need to talk myself out of taking at least one. Um two is where I'm most comfortable with, but it depends on the rest of the hero loadout. Um but two with with main that's hundred and eighty points for two wizards, um, each with those five attacks. Banechant turns on a lot of the rest of the list. I mean, as we've, as we've discussed, there's not really much in the list that has Crushing 3. There's the Gigas, and there's the Coral Giant. And that's it. The Knuckles Thunder 3, but you're not really ever going to be in range to Banechant that. So all these other things that are Crushing 1, like the River Guard, or potentially the Placoderms, or whatever has the brute of Strength, uh, or the Depth Horrors, I mean, that all becomes. That now goes into Crushing 2, and that is a significant bump.
1: Mm-hmm. Granted, yeah. they don't have inspiring,
3: uh, so one
2: of them well, is good. Magic item wise, though, you know that twenty points fits in nicely there. They don't really need a whole lot of. Yeah, pretty much else.
1: everybody's gonna take the inspiring talisman on this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like all, uh, it's, you're taking that of the fire heart. I mean, like yes. yeah. that's it. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are your options.
2: Yeah, yeah for me, he's he's seventy five points plus bang champ plus inspiring talisman. He's one hundred and ten points of still toolkit
3: auto built in. Of the, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. I mean I, I will say if you're if you're just taking them for for Banechant spam, then you know, one of those can definitely be dubbed down to an envoy with the,
1: mm-hmm. the loot. Oh um, well,
2: well, what if you want both? What if you want the, uh, the loot envoy and the Banechant mythicin? I mean, I love
1: it. I love so it. So here's something I've been dicking with that you might want to try is um the mythicin and taking uh the soul drain and bane chant, and that's it. So what you can just go ahead and use them in combat. And you can you could do um, the fire heart, so you can do both the spells on one turn if you had to. So you can go lock something down in combat. If you're not doing that, you're definitely gonna be within range of where combat is happening. You can cast damage into combat to help out one of your melee units already in combat. And we don't have a heal in this army, so getting a heal is massive Dude, <laughs> in this army. Sure. Um yeah. and then you could do Bane Chant. So I mean like you can Bane chant the unit you're gonna cast into combat with the um with the soul drain so they're gonna do a bunch of damage and you're already i mean you have five attacks but you know if you're gonna have six shots with the soul drain it's really the same thing in case you didn't have the the range to make it there because let's not forget he's only speed five on foot he's not speed six so um that can be a thing if he can't reach combat you may as well just go ahead and cast it's almost going to be the same thing anyway because it does have piercing one so
3: the thing that annoys me the most is that he's height one and not height two. Right, you right, Cannot right. give him
1: out, and that you yeah. need to be outside of your horde and not behind it. Um, yeah, it doesn't... I, you don't have. But at the well, same time, depending. you take no penalty for using soul drain uh, for cover either. So true, mm-hmm. but you still need that line of sight. Right. Yeah, you still have to yeah. be able to see. But you can. You could draw your line of sight to a sliver or something. Yeah, yeah, like
3: that, yeah. yeah but... I mean, you don't need to be way outside of it, but you can't just yeah. be like in the middle behind your horde in the you know ultimate safe spot. Yeah, but it, it's it's not a game breaker by any means, but it it gets noticeable
1: the more that you work with the list. Oh yeah. All right, Brian, you want to take us to your best little buddy? You talking about the Placoderm Defender? Uh, so that's that's <laughs> the guy I'm talking about.
2: Placoderm Defender. All right, he is speed four, melee three, defense six, with six attacks. Nerve eleven thirteen for a hundred and ten points. Coming in with the individual special rule, inspiring to placoderms only, phalanx, and ensnaring. Uh, as far as our fluff goes, standing resplendent in gleaming scale mail, the defenders are stoic champions that have a peerless skill and determination to hold back whole bodies of troops single-handedly. And that fluff is absolutely accurate. Like,
4: <laughs> like there are
2: some times when fluff, you know, yeah. Maybe it goes a little bit beyond their actual capabilities, but this fluff is truth. The Placoderm Defender with Ensnare, with Defense Sticks, and the requisite Wings of Honey Maze, because he's going to get it, because that movement four is not going to work uh, otherwise. Uh, you y- all are on the same boat with me on that. Oh, wings yeah. are nothing. Yeah. yeah. So he's gonna go you sit know. in front of so, either Speed war machine forward, hunt.
1: He, the dude's never gonna get into any, anything significant without it. So.
2: Yeah. So he needs wings, and he's gonna go fly in front of something completely nasty and lock it down, or he's gonna go war machine hunting and just take things down. I think, you know, uh, Mark had talked to me about you know bumping him down to that because you have the option of bumping him down to a two hand weapon, no, defense not five, on this guy, fresh one. Uh, Mark's going to tell you otherwise for watching uh, hunting. Yes. But uh, I, I like him at defense 6 for the versatility you have to lock units down like, okay, I'm going to sit in front of this unit of cavalry. I'm going to sit in front of this unit of what really anything and keep it from off of me for two turns and then I don't even have to die. I can then just an individual myself out of that situation after I've given myself time to deal with it. So, I love the Placoderm Defender. I love him with wings. Um, I love Hector. I'm probably gonna get that model and put him back in. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, he's 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 golden. I like him. Yeah. I, All I, right, I sell me on not,
1: defense five. So defense mm-hmm. five. The
3: reason for this is because I played against Lance Kennedy down, out of uh, New brothels between yep. San Antonio and Austin, a whole bunch. He was playing abyssal dwarves a whole bunch. He had three mortars, and I got really tired of swinging in with six attacks with no
1: crushing, needing threes and fives. Oh, seriously, the dwarf war machines just so <sighs> and fucking And that dumb. is why I it's
2: started crushing one. one. It's just one, Jeff. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the it's it's the big Angor mortar yeah. thing, whatever it is. Yes. That's but the he one ran that three
1: heavy of mortars. them. Are, he ran two of them at Lone Wolf, and those those bitches hit. Three turns in a row, both of them just just removing shit. Like is... I, I am
3: happy to have a whole three hour conversation about Angor, heavy Wars, oh, and how much they are bullshit. <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is that right. swinging against defense five, four engines, yeah. even tripling your attacks, you have eighteen attacks. You hit on threes, not twelve of those hit. Yeah. If you're hitting on, if you're wounding on fives, that's four wounds. <clears throat> now you're down to a six, eight to break. That's not great. If you have crushing one, then you're still hitting though you're still hitting twelve. You're now wounding half, so You're doing six wounds. They're not, they're, they're not into a four six to break. And when you're swinging against war engines, especially when they have three of them, you uh-huh. really can't spend two turns there killing one. You need no, to kill I, one and I, one. I, that's one. Agreed. Yeah. You need to move on. That's why I took the crushing one. If you want them just to. On the other hand, I've also you know thrown my flowing my my flying defender in front of a horde of brock or a regiment of of brock. Uh, riders, and it's hilarious because now they're hitting on fives and they don't have thunderous one anymore. So even though they're vicious, they're hitting on fives, yep. and wounding on sixes with vicious. They do nothing. They yep. just crash against you for three turns, and then eventually they might break you, I guess. But like, you just yeah. hold up those Brocks, The best cap in the game, quote unquote. Which,
4: yep,
1: eh, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're they're the best medium cap for points. Yeah. But like, if if you need a a body blocker,
3: defense six. If you need a war engine hunter, defense five.
1: Yep. All right, fair enough. All right, we'll move to my little buddy. Fun because <laughs> we all got we all got our hero. All right, Death Horror Eternal, you can be my hero, baby. All right. <laughs> Ugly, horrible brutes that haul themselves from their watery layers to delight. In the rich flavor of the flesh meat on offer in a strange dry world above uh i love this dude because he goes with my depth horrors obviously um so the storyline on this guy is that basically he's a shark um or a deep horror of some sort (laughs) um and he has um he's speed six melee three defense three Five attacks uh nerve is a is a 14 16 uh with 120 points on him so where this guy kind of shines is again special rules he's got crushing strength two uh he's inspiring to depth whores only he's nimble and he has an snare so for 120 points um this guy's kind of got a weird spot and i i know that you guys are going to think I'm crazy here, but, um, he's, having that nimble is a big deal, um, because that means you can march this guy 12 inches and still get a pivot. So, when you actually do the math on it, he's faster than the Worm Rider Centurion for moving around the table, um, because you can march him 12 inches and still get a pivot in there. So... He's a little bit quicker to get around places. He doesn't have the Pathfinder, I get that, but he does get to keep the Ensnare, and he's only 120 points. And a breakpoint of 14, 16 for 120 points, this guy can do some pretty amazing things. Um, so when you're taking multiple units of Depth Horrors, and you're looking for some ensnare, or some uh, Inspire rather for Inexpensive, there you go. Um, At five attacks, if you get this guy in the flank with crushing strength two, he's definitely still going to put a hurt down on stuff. He also has some fun capabilities um, that you can work with him. So the way that hills work is a majority of us play it as their height, too. So what you can do is you can do some fun stuff where on the other side of the hill, you can see around with your unit that's behind the hill and then you can put the um depth or eternal just on just on the hill not 50 percent on but kind of blocking the path so now they can't go in and close the door to the unit that they want to charge even though they can see it because you're playing with footprints and because he's nimble you can pivot him just so so people can't get into the charges the way they want to be able to do them with especially without them being hindered and if somebody charges him, then you've got a flank attack with, you know, fucking thirty six attacks or whatever in the flank. Like it <laughs> it's he's great and what I really look at him as is he's another way to take more knuckers, but for cheaper. Um so he doesn't have the Pathfinder, I get that, but he at speed six he's only a little bit slower. Um he's a hundred and twenty points, so you're saving twenty five points. You're having one higher breakpoint. You still get the Ensnare. He's got Crushing 2. And he'll actually inspire some troops if you're taking the um, the Depth Wars. But also, he inspires himself. So that's not something to forget about. Um, I think he's fine. I don't think he's great in any way, shape, or form. But I definitely think he's playable. And I actually like to take him with either just a Blade of Slashing for 5 points. Or you can take... Um, You could take the Griffin Banner, and the cool part about that Griffin Banner is, you can take this guy and pivot him and march twelve inches over the other way, and now you're inspired. Now you're giving the the plus one rallying to everything over there. Something wants to charge him? Cool. He still has ensnare and he's got a shit ton of nerve, so he's not the easiest thing to just chomp and take down. Um, for his points. I, I think he's. I think he's pretty decent. He's not great, but he's decent.
3: <sighs> yeah, e- Eternal is, is a hero that I've looked at a lot. I've never actually put it on, on, on the table, and I'm sure like everything else in Triton Realms, it look it actually plays a lot better than what it looks like on paper. But I just, uh, I don't know. I, I wish it had just something, one other thing more. I don't know what. Right. But, yeah. Like maybe six attacks. Maybe you know stealth. Maybe I, I. I just don't know. But it just doesn't ever impress me
1: on paper. Yeah, I think six attacks would be awesome. But yeah, I think I think honestly, I think it, it was probably a typo that they gave him defense three. I think he. I think at this point he should be defense four, and then he becomes relevant. You know, I would defense agree. four. And ensnare and stuff like that's like every other hero you ever look at really is oh if there's a if there's a lower version of them in like a unit, then he gets plus one defense. You know, I mean, so yeah, the Centurion got plus two defense. Right, yeah. So R um,
2: yeah, River Guard Captain got uh, got
4: a,
3: a little pip oh, yeah. there. So yeah. yeah. For sure. So
1: granted does the defense four really matter i mean no but at the same point you could just give it to him i mean right. <laughs> it'll help him versus shooting um if you're getting into him anyway it's probably sig- insignificant but um but i think at defense four, he actually becomes a lot more viable i don't think he's great i think he has a point i don't think he's auto include for my army one or two of them every single time just because of the storyline <laughs> that I'm doing with them. Right. They're not Shark They're week. not yeah, they're not great, but they're an excuse to put more sharks on the table. So I mean, honestly for me, I think that
3: it's kind of a missed opportunity by making them not an in, in, in individual. I mean it right. helps with I mean obviously flanks and rears is great, but being a height two individual with flight to me would fill a huge hole in this list. Mm-hmm. Um flight obviously coming from the wings, not right option. right right but like that to me would be tremendous like i have looked at him and i've wanted him to be able to hit the wings so many times because like being height one with with flight is great but being height two with flight is
1: significantly better oh yeah but yeah seeing over stuff not, so <laughs> you yeah. know all right when you guys want to take siren the other one take the trident king and we'll be done
2: uh, oh, i'll do the king because I, I i run the oh, king yeah, all the I time know. yeah oh sure
1: Go ahead, Brian. You can take the oh, king, and then we'll, oh. let, we'll, let, uh, we'll let Mark finish off with Finish with siren. off the
2: siren. All right. Trident King. All right. Titans of the Seas. The Trident Kings rule with an iron fist and a supreme will. Wearing one of the fabled masks of the Medusa, the true appearance and identity of the king is, un- is known only to a small number of trusted confidants and the immediate royal families. When waging war, they mount one of their incredibly elaborate giant clam chariots pulled by a quartet of iridescent sea worms. Trident King is speed 8, melee 4, plus, defense 5, plus, 12 attacks with 14, 16 nerve at 220 points. He is going to be on a 50 by 100 millimeter base. He has breath attack so there's 12 breaths at piercing one he has crush one and thunder one and combat and he is very inspiring so i have included the trident king in basically all the lists i've ever made for trident realms Uh, one i have a pretty cool model for him and then two he is a swiss army knife unit if there ever was one Oh yeah. Um, he just does so many different things, but you pay for all of them at 220 mm-hmm. points for sure. But he he does things that, you know, are kind of unique to that model. Like, you know, you have defense five and ensnare. You can bait some charges, knowing that you can take a hit to the face with 1416 nerve and ensnare and defense five. Yeah, uh, You can't put him in harm's way too much. I mean, he's not invincible, but he, he's more resilient than he looks. Um, when I send him off on the flanks, that breath attack, that 12 at pierce, pierce one, it clears chaff pretty well. So you don't have to put yourself in compromising positions when people play the chaff game with you. So he helps out with the riders and the, the, the knucker on my flank. By clearing out chaff, and then if you let that man on the flank, he will kill you. Oh yeah, if twenty-four attacks at crush one thunder one. He will do work on your flank, and he can and he can corkscrew a little bit. Not quite as well as a total fifty by fifty, but he can turn away from you and then hit something off on your side. So I, I've always enjoyed him. I think that he's uh, an interesting unit. Uh, again, I like toolkit units like river guard. He's one. So um i i i think that you know if you put the trident king in there you're dedicating a lot of points to him but at the same time you get a lot out of him if you know how to use him.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah abso-
1: absolutely i think the uh i think the only thing that kind of bugs me about the trident king is i wish that he either meleeed on three or had pathfinder that's it yeah that's all I'm asking for. Or um, sure.
2: Yeah, he the, makes it awkward to go buddy up with uh, the knucker yeah. or the worm riders because he can't he, go through the same stuff as they.
1: Yeah, I think the joke is um, at uh, at West Coast. Everybody was like, "Oh, what? A Trident King? Oh, he hits on fours? Or did he not go to Melee School? Like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't really see a lot of living yeah, legends that are supposed to be kind of badass fighter dudes that are mailing on a four. You know, they're not they're not uh, going to
2: give him yeah. three plus on 12 attacks though that's... yeah yeah
1: that's the thing is is um I, I'm not even asked for that really I, I'm, I'm more thinking like if he had Pathfinder yeah, but that footprint is so hard to avoid hitting something um granted you you have the capability to, to set up and use your breath attack to get your to get set up because he does pretty much as good on breath weapon as he does in melee so I mean yeah. if I'm wish listing I wish he had Pathfinder but that's about it yeah
4: you
2: know? as far as baited charges go like you know I know that you know, he does not have Pathfinder. But I'll put him in some woods if I think that I can get somebody that charged me. Oh and allow, yeah. allow my worm riders to follow suit and then like, okay well, with the king coming back in without being hindered on account counter charge.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The that's that's a good that's a great way to use him. um i i just kind of look at him as like okay well he here's a hero version of something like i could use a kraken for he just doesn't have the regen and really it's just to me it's almost like yeah, i could i could use the same model and just put him on a fit on a on a chariot base and it's like oh it's a king kraken you know what i mean like you could really do the same type <laughs> of thing it just doesn't have the regen maybe like an older one but you could have like ink for your breath weapon you know stuff like that kind of that kind of thing um I think trying King's great. I think that uh, I would run him in a more competitive list when I'm actually running a competitive list. I think, like you said, the very Inspire is a big deal too because oh, you absolutely you know, we just don't have a lot of sources of Inspire in the list that are points efficient. So yeah,
3: I'm not sure if I would ever include him. Honestly, like I, he's not bad. He he can definitely perform. It just feels like he's. 20 points more than what he should be. Um especially with the hit to breath weapons um suffering from from cover it makes it hard for me to really make him be you know something that I reach for initially it's, it's something that I definitely need
1: to build around before I just drop him in there. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have to you have to build knowing he's going to be in the list. You you when you start that list, you say I'm taking the trident king or I'm not yeah, like right. you know it going into it.
3: Yeah. And it's something where, like, if he hit on 3s, or if he had regen even 5, or if he had Pathfinder, then I'm fine with that. But it just, mm.
1: Well, I kind of think it was more a suffering of, like, okay, he was affected by the breath weapon nerf. Yep. And now maybe his points aren't quite where they should be at. And it it makes you kind of scratch your head a little bit.
3: Right, like, he's not grossly mispointed, but it's
1: something where you kind of their games were like, I just don't really know if that
3: was really 220 points worth a hero. Like, 180? Yeah. Sure. 200? If you
1: saw, if you saw him at Probably? 200, you would be like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I agree.
4: Yeah.
2: No, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. He's, you know, I know he's expensive. It's just, you know, do you want to pay for the things that he does? The very inspiring. Right. Do you want to pay for the, the breath weapon with Pierce One? Because Pierce One breath is different than is the Breath. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you you just, you have to go in knowing that, you know, I'm paying extra for the different things that he does and that 9-inch bubble.
1: Well, here's the way I like to look at him. Okay, he is essentially a unit of Ogre Boomers. But, in a more compact footprint and inspire stuff. But he's got defense 5 instead of 4, right? I mean... Boomers and have a couple fair. more shots. He has an scenario like they kinda balance out when the way you look at it, but he's gonna be a little bit more survivable, in my opinion, and he's easier to maneuver than a unit of ogre boomers is gonna be. And a speed eight, you know? Yeah. So ogre boomers, they're good. So I think I, I think I think he I think he does have a point. I just think, like you said, I I think you do have to know, okay, I'm going for some stuff that can do standoff shooting you know yeah and and i think that he has a point in the list and i've seen brian play his list before and i think he has a good use for it and i think i use him in the same way as okay, I've done damage this unit, they picked up my other unit, I just really need to poke this other unit, but I can't charge him this turn, so I'm going to pivot, go get set up for next turn, and shoot him on my way to where yeah. I'm going without having to initiate combat with them, so like, I think, I think when you look at that kind of stuff, you have to look like you always build another army, where it's... Do I have this tool? Okay. Uh, do I have something to reach out and touch something that's almost dead, but I don't want to initiate combat with? No. Okay. Well, I could probably do it with the Trident King.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've done a lot of late game breath, and you know, sure. I, I can't, I can't sell him as a, an auto include or anything like no, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, but I, I can't. I can vouch for him in that he's a worthwhile unit that you can take without feeling like, man, I'm really putting myself at a disadvantage. Yeah.
1: Right. Which. Speaking of which, why don't you lead us into the siren? Because <laughs> I feel like it's another copy paste yeah. of the same feeling. So,
3: so the siren is an infantry hero. Uh, the siren was once a naiad stalker who rescued a half elf sailor from a shipwreck off the treacherous eastern coastline of the Forsaken Isle. Against all odds, the two fell deeply in love. When her unlikely lover was murdered by a twilight kin slaver's crew, the siren's vengeance was terrible. Since that day, she has lived with an unfathomable grief in her haunting song as she pines for her love, returned ripples across the ocean, luring unfortunates to their eventful doom when they do not live up to, their, to her warped and broken dreams. She is speed 6, hits on a 4 plus melee, no range attack, defense three, 1 attack, nervous 1214 for 140 points, she's an individual, she is stealthy. And she has the rule Siren's Call. Um, This is a Windblast 8 spell, but rather than pushing the unit away, it moves that unit towards her in whatever arc she's in. So if she's on the side arc, they will shift to that side arc direction however many successes you achieve, or forward, or directly towards her in whatever arc she's in. Um, And ensnare as well, obviously. Um, The Siren's a unit that Before Clash of Kings, I thought she had a place. After the quasi-nerf change, whatever you want to call it, to flying, I feel like she's probably relegated to the box.
1: See, I feel like it went the opposite way a little bit. because Really? Oh, yeah, because she auto-disorders stuff, right? So uh, her, her spell automatically disorders stuff. So in a situation where I've got... Like, I'm super susceptible to shooting. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to pick that unit over there, and they're never going to shoot this game. Okay, sweet. All right, well, oh, Homeboy's got three flying units, and I really don't want to to deal with those units of uh, Drakons. All right, cool. I'll go ahead and pop them and drop them back down the ground. Now they're disordered. They lose the TC, and, oh, look, they're going to have to go over this obstacle because now they can't fly over it. If they want to charge something, it may make them... Not do the charge that turn, um you just have all kinds of fun little stuff um and the combo stuff, if you get really good, I mean now this is this is next level shit right here, <laughs> but I pull it off frequently enough um so this is the one army you can do this in um to a lesser degree, you can do it with um with night stalkers, but you gotta be fucking awesome <laughs> um so the siren combo with elementals and surge is just off the fucking chain if you're good so if you set up your, if you set your elementals up properly and then you move seven forward kick your pivot and then pull a unit out of its battle line so here's the problem when you play the siren people now their battle lines are not safe there's no hiding there's no there's no like, oh well, I just put a character behind here and then I can't get wind blasted. No, this bitch pulls you forward. If you put something in front of that unit, then you're just you're just making that unit susceptible to the same shit that's going to happen to the other one. So, um... <laughs> the siren pulling you forward. After you've already moved up your water elementals, pivoted them, and now it's like, okay, cool, I'm going to pull you forward this many inches. Okay, cool, five inches. Now I have to get one successful surge, and I'm in your flank, where you were completely parallel in your <laughs> battle line. Like, there's no defense against it. So, is it easy to do? Shit, no. But <laughs> if you if you set some stuff up, people's heads will explode. The first time I saw, first time my buddy Kevin over here, um, um, Kevin Von Felt, the first time he saw it he was like, oh, well shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I just pulled his unit of dwarves and his dwarves were just like we're not fast, what's happening here? Why are we moving so quickly? So I just I hid, I hid my elementals on the other side of uh, the other side of an impassable um, object and he's just like, okay, cool, I'm going to move up on this side of the field, awesome pivot my elementals, move them forward just like an inch or so, sirens over here, pull them for like 5 or 6 inches past the impassable object by like an inch and a half, and then surge them in the flank, do, you know, 18 times 2 flanks with <laughs> crushing 1, and just wipe a horde of um hammers or whatever yeah and he was just like shit
3: <laughs> i will say that if you have a surge mythican and a horde of elementals and a greater elemental or two hordes oh yeah i definitely at that point yes i do see the siren going in yeah but if if the entire purpose is to put her in there to you know ping that flying no dragon absolutely no There's better options now in the world of Clash of Kings 2017. But if you have search shenanigans, if you don't have anything else, if you don't have a flying hero, I can see her being in there. I just really hate on turn five, turn six, when all she can do is Siren's Call. Oh, absolutely. At that point, it's just frustrating. You've got this 140-point hero that can't actually finish off that horde that has 25 wounds on it that you snake eyes last turn.
1: Yep. Yeah, so that was kind of one of my suggestions is that maybe next version, she has uh, Siren's Call and like Soothing Song. So she has like a weak heal or uh, it would only be on an, on this one character. right? So, like, we don't have any heal right, already, yeah. so why not have like access to, like heal for yeah. or, you know, like a siren screen, like a, some kind of scream, like some kind of screech, you know, where she's able to do like a lightning bolt. Five or four, you know yeah. what I mean? Like some some kind of option. the The issue with the Siren right now is she's one hundred and forty points. She has literally one thing she can do. Yep. Literally, she doesn't even inspire. Yep. So it, it's you're paying a lot, but here's the thing: you are not ever going to take her without building an army specifically to put her in it. So you you're going to have surge, you're going to have elementals, you're going to have that stuff or you're not taking her. Period. Yeah, I I would I would All agree with that. So, uh and I and I think that's really the only way that you um maybe even play elementals in this army because they're so much better in the um forces of nature that why why play him in this one you know what i mean i think if you're playing elementals it's almost auto include to play the siren because you can it it i would say if you're a, if you're a tactical player because you have so many combinations that you can catch people out on and there's no defense even against a great player that knows what they're doing they will absolutely still get hit by this combination oh, yeah. combination there's there's no defense against it and if you're playing defend defending against it then you are setting up way the fuck back <laughs> right like
3: or you just have like a a you're forcing them to put their hero in front of their unit in which case <laughs> I mean sure
1: if that's what they want to do i am okay making them do that oh yeah dude well i've got i've got people before that people forget about this like it's not even pulling stuff from the line I will take straight up a charge to the face with the with a horde of water elementals, not counter charge. Sirens call the unit sideways, <laughs> right? <laughs> surge there just, on the flank. Just surge, boom, bop, Yep. Right. Like that's all it takes. Like <sighs> that's all it takes. Because uh, you can run nimble on those on the on the um, water elementals. You can literally just shift sideways, pivot yep. a tiny bit, done. Yep. Like all kinds of crazy little shit and it will catch people out man um so you know she's good but i definitely would only recommend her to really high caliber player that knows exactly what their goal is to do with their army and you want to always have a she's a great fallback plan if somebody's playing in a zone that you don't want them playing in she can really deal with that. And another one where you get people who are doing lots of standoffs where you're like, "Okay, cool. Um I'm going to You're just going to sit back there the whole time? Sweet. I have I actually did this last week. It was I used a siren to pull forward a horde or a, a, a regiment of like dark knights, right? That were just doing a stand back and waiting to see how we were going to um, fight you know it was going to be am i going to go hit the kraken am i going to hit the centurion and my knucker was over there on the flank and he's just like oh god i gotta stay back here because i can't let that knucker in my backfield and i was like oh you don't have a choice so i put <laughs> the knucker way out on the <laughs> flank cocked him on the side and i go doesn't matter i only need to get one success and I now i'm going to be out of your charge so i pull him forward and now unless he moves even if he moves backwards, it doesn't matter because I'm nimble. I'm gonna go behind him, hit a war machine, then pivot, and then I'm gonna be in the back of those knights that I just pulled forward that are, have now gone into my main line, and I'm gonna come in the back of them with you know 18 attacks with my with my knucker now on turn three, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's all very cagey stuff, but if you learn to play her, she has a point. But I can agree with that. It's not. It's not. I'm. I'm gonna tell you. It's. If you have a hard time playing a knucker, don't take the siren <laughs> because <laughs> it's next level, dude. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Any um, any words of wisdom or anything else you want to go over for Trident Realms? Let's start with Brian.
2: Sure. So, you know, I I I've played. Um, you know, like Lone Wolf. I, I did well there. I had a straight trident list. But I think Trident lends itself well to allies. I know allies aren't always popular in this game. Some people have some some really you know, negative feelings towards people who ally in whatever. I thought your
1: allies were genius, by the way. I've literally didn't done the exact same ally setup. Yeah. Exact. <laughs>
2: so I, I you know for for my lists what I've been doing is I've had boomers in the list because you know one of the things we've talked about during this podcast has been you don't have um, a lot of great answers for flyers in this list so having heavy breaths um, in the backfield you know layered back it has been my answer to a lot of different things so I, I felt like those boomers allied in well. Uh, you know, I think that you know other armies. You probably go with some different allies that would you know function similarly that would fill some gaps. Um, but because th- it has so many interesting units, it's just there are some holes still that make it really challenging. Yes. So, so I, I think this army again it lends itself well to allying. They're neutral. You have a lot of options. So. Uh, I, I would say don't don't be afraid to, to kind of play around a little bit to say like it doesn't have to be straight trident. Uh, but, you know, like I said I, you know, I did well at lone wolf with straight trident. So it's not like you can't. I and mean, you know, Jeff, obviously you've done well with straight trident before. So, it's, you know, it's in Mark. So there's no <laughs> it's not like you can't do well with straight trident. But, right. you know, just don't be shy about playing around with allies with this list.
1: Oh, absolutely. Gonna... Yeah, I guess the, the the last kind of
3: point I have for Triton realms in general is, is kind of for the the list building phase. Is that you can really build, you know, two or three or four kind of distinct ways of going about it. And you know, I don't hate a mixed arms, and by mixed arms I mean mixed speed kind of list. But if you build that way, make sure that you aren't playing. To the maximum amount of speed that you can. But I mean, if yep. you just because have... you have it doesn't mean you right. gotta use it, people. Like <laughs> if, if if you have two hordes of Placoderms and three hordes of worm riders, and those worm riders run run ahead of your Placoderms, then you have now basically given your opponent two one thousand point lists to kill, and they can mm-hmm. do that. Um, you know, make sure that you hold your line. Make sure your anvil is the the lead point. Um, even if you speed eight, speed nine, you still don't. You know, don't. Necessarily feel like you need to use all that; otherwise, you're kind of dividing yourself, and a divided Trident Realms list falls apart fast. hmm
1: Yeah, I, I would also say, I mean, don't don't be afraid to pick up Trident Realms. I just, um, I would heavily advise against um, playing them as your first army if you are trying to play the game uh, and learn the game because they are definitely advanced um, play if you have a problem playing forces of nature i definitely would not recommend playing <laughs> trident realm because <laughs> it's forces of nature light <laughs> So uh, uh, you do get some cu- some really fun units and i would i would say this um i, I picked up trident realm's because i had so much fun playing them uh, when i just had that list written for me that i didn't care uh, i was kind of like mark where it's like i don't care if i'm going to win or not this is this is not supposed to be the winningest list this is a really fun army to play every single time you put this on the field you will have a great time with it and people will enjoy playing against it regardless of anything you take in it because people know it's definitely not the strongest list and if you beat them it's not because it was by chance you're a damn good player if you're beating people on the regular with trident realms i just there's no question about it because this list does not Run up to people and smack them in the face. It just doesn't. You have to set everything up. So don't be discouraged if you get your ass beat three, four, five times in a row. And believe me, when you're, even when you're going from list to list, even when you're building a new list that you haven't, like, let's say Brian's been playing his same trident list for eighteen games in a row, and he's super confident with it, and he's kicking people's ass. He's going to change and do a whole new list and he's going to get his ass beat like 10 times before he figures out how to work the new list he did. And that's as a Trident player because there's so much synergy that has to happen within its own within its own army that you have to lose a bunch of times to figure out what is going to work with with how you're trying to play it.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, you know, one of the things I, I like about Trident Realms is a lot of the units they grind, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you are gonna be fighting your opponent, and that's one of the, the the fun things that you know, like as far as like having a good game with people, I think oh, people yeah. like like you know, a big grind in the middle, or if you like, you know, they're seeing them, you know, fight your units, remove your units, like playing like an Alpha Strike list or a mortar heavy list. Like your opponent might not participate in that game. Right? right. And that's and that's frustrating. If you're bringing Trident, like I'm not shooting you off the table. We're gonna have a scrap. And you're gonna have a good time. <laughs> oh you yeah. You know, like we're both gonna have a good time in this. So I, I think it you know, it participates in all phases of the game, and some not as well in other you know, in every single phase, but like your opponent's gonna get a chance to get in there and fight your units. And
1: they may not you know, hit them.
2: They might <laughs> not touch them, but but they're going to be you know obviously this a big clash. So you're you're right. gonna you know it allows your opponent to participate. I think that's you know obviously that's the the best case for having a, a good game and feeling like man like I, I was pulling off. You know, sorry, I lost my mic. You know, you were doing this, you were doing that, and you know it uh, it, it just makes for a better experience.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. I think a, a majority of times when you're playing against someone who's playing tridents, uh, I I think that you're you always know it's going to end up in a fight. You always are participating in that game. It's not like there's no gun line. There's no single build. Every single list you run into for Trident Realms is always going to be different. Everybody has to play it to its to how the general plays, and like I don't ever think you're going to see the same. Copy paste trident list because it you have to build it to your play style you can't you can't get a net trident <laughs> list and win with it because you're just like here here here's this list, okay, awesome, what the fuck do I do with it <laughs> <laughs> you know so cool, yeah. all right guys well, I appreciate you guys coming on and devoting all that extra time and uh going over this list with us hopefully everybody enjoys it uh, so pay attention for comments and stuff. And if there's anything else you guys want to hear, uh, Brian, is there a way people can ask you questions?
2: Uh, sure. I mean, I'm open to, you know, somebody should give me a message on Facebook at, uh, Sam, uh, ask clown, a S C L O U N E. Um, uh, it's a little pseudonym. Go by on Facebook. <laughs> so there are, you're 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 welcome to to hit me up there. Uh, I'm on the the Beer Face podcast. I'm one of the members, so you can find me under Sam. So awesome.
1: Uh, what about you, Mark? Oh well, I'm on the
3: Facebook group under Mark Taylor M A R C A Y L O R. I'm also on the Magic forums under Tark Mailer because I'm super creative that way. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, hit me up wherever you can find me. Really, I'm in the the Trent Realms group as well on
1: Facebook, so find me there. Awesome. Well, thanks for your guys' time. Of course.
2: Yeah, yeah right. it was fun.
1: Cool. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff.
3: At BeerWog for Ryan. Or
0: my blog at TheBeerWog.Blogspot.com.
2: At CapAMR05 for Mark. At TheBeerPhase, all phase. All one word forward the entire podcast, or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com. That's
0: thebeerphase, all one word, at gmail.com.